Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. This is Radio Free Mormon on the air, broadcasting behind enemy lines. Tonight's episode: Jen Camp versus John Delin, the complete audio recording of the anti-stalking hearing. Now, for a little bit of background on what's been going on, as most of you know, Jen Camp was for approximately eight months employed by the Open Stories Foundation and appeared from time to time as a co-host with John DeLynn on his Mormon Stories podcast. That all came to an end in September of 2023 when Jen Camp was fired from her employment at the Open Stories Foundation. Making a long story short, on January 17, 2023, Jen Camp filed a lawsuit against John DeLynn and the members of the Board of Directors of the Open Stories Foundation. That lawsuit was filed in Utah. On February 7, 2023, John DeLynn and the Board of Directors filed their countersuit against Jen Camp. One week after John DeLynn and the Board of Directors filed their countersuit against Jen Camp, Jen Camp went to the 3rd Judicial District Court for the State of Utah and obtained an ex parte temporary anti-stalking order against John DeLynn. Now, what that means is she went to court without notifying John DeLynn or anybody else, and the law provides for this in most states. She went to court, obtained a temporary order based on what she and she alone told the judge in that hearing, and that order was then served on John DeLynn. Because it is a temporary order obtained ex parte, which means without the other party present, only one party was present, and that was Jen Camp. Because it is an ex parte order, John DeLynn has the ability to demand a full hearing on the issue, which he did, and that hearing was held in front of Judge Coral Sanchez on March 7, 2023. The hearing, although it was originally scheduled to take only two hours, ended up being a little over four hours long. A number of months ago, I obtained a copy of the order that the judge issued at the end of the hearing denying Jen Camp's request for a permanent order and revoking the temporary order that had been issued. But it is not until today and after two requests of the clerk's office that I have obtained a copy of the audio of the entire hearing, which is what I intend to play for you today on this episode of Radio Free Mormon. I think this will be very interesting because not only is it a hearing on Jen Camp's petition for an anti-stalking order against John DeLynn, it also gives us a glimpse, and perhaps even more than a glimpse, into the civil lawsuit that is going on now behind the scenes as it's working its way through the court system. So here now, for your listening pleasure, is the full audio of the hearing held March 7th, 2023, at which Jen Camp lost her petition to have a permanent anti-stalking order placed upon John DeLynn. Play the tape. All right, we're on the record in case 23090-1037. The petitioner is Jennifer Ruth Camp. The respondent is John uh, DeLynn. Sir, is that how you pronounce your name, DeLynn? DeLynn. DeLynn, okay. Thank you. Uh, Council on to your appearances. Good morning, Your Honor. Kimberly Washburn here on behalf of the petitioner, uh, Jennifer Kemp, who is also present, um, as is her husband, who is a protected person on the protective, on the, excuse me, stocking injunction. Okay. Uh, Your Honor, good morning. Jennifer Tomshock and Shane Godis on behalf of the respondent, Mr. John Dillon, who's also present in the courtroom. Good morning. Good morning, Your Honor. Good morning. So uh, we're set for two hours, so I'm going to give each uh, side an hour 
to uh, present whatever evidence they want the court to consider. I did uh, receive uh, the exhibits that were emailed uh, to the court. I, uh, since the respondent uh, filed his request for a hearing within the 10 days, then uh, the burden is on the petitioner um, to show by a preponderance of the evidence that um, that uh, stopping of the petitioner by the respondent has occurred. Uh, so uh, let's start um, with the uh, petitioner. Thank Any you. witnesses? Uh, thank you, Your Honor. Jennifer? I, will, I will call uh, Ms. Camp to the, to the stand. Uh, Ms. Camp, will you approach so that our folks uh, can swear you in? Do you solemnly swear that the evidence you shall give in this matter shall be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Yes. And, and Your Honor, is it your preference to have a copy of any documents we may refer to? If you have a courtesy copy, I'd really appreciate that. May I approach? Yes, please. Or you can just give it to the bailiff. Okay. Your Honor. And then, uh, counsel, do you have exhibits for the or these? Do you have like hard copies of exhibits that you're going to move to introduce? Like, Dr. Yeah, uh, Keith, or is it just they, they will be the ones that that um, the witnesses look at? Ms. Kemp is referring to. Okay. okay. Your Honor, yes. I, I just like to, like to briefly note for the court that we were told that we were to exchange any evidence that was not already exchanged yesterday and um, looking through these exhibits most of them are ones that have not been previously provided to us uh, I, I don't recall getting any information about uh, an order to exchange evidence um, however the majority of the information even if it is broken out was attached to her petition for a stalking injunction which is included in this binder as exhibit D there's nothing new with the exception of exhibits exhibits a and b have never been provided exhibit e this matter. i apologize let me just keep going with you. Uh, council would you like a few minutes to review those exhibits or i'd really like to move forward with the hearing today uh, but if you need a little, a few minutes to review those, I can certainly accommodate that. Why, why don't we go ahead with her questioning, but maybe give me some time between when I, before I cross her, so that I can look through these more carefully. Yes, the court will do that. Thank you. Go ahead, counsel. Thank you, Your Honor. K-A-M-P. Okay, and can you tell me generally why you are here today? Yes, I placed a stocking protection order against John Dillon, um, 
because I started to be fearful at the length he was going to contact me and um, I guess um, smear my name. And I started to fear. Okay, so um, is the, the gentleman that you referred to, is he here today? Yes. Okay, and where is he? Can you point him out to us? The one on the right. Okay, so is he, he's sitting here at council table? Yes. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, and a blue tie. Black jacket. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. And um, can you tell us how it is that you know Mr. DeLynn? Yes. Um, I worked at the Open Stories Foundation, which is uh, the foundation that um, his podcast is under. Oh, and what did you say the name of the, the company was? Open Stories Foundation. Open Stories Foundation. Mm -hmm. Is he the founder of that? Yes, I believe so. Okay. <laughs> and is he the, the main individual who, um, you said they do podcasts? Yes. Is he the main individual who does podcasts? Yes. Okay. And what is the, the subject matter of his podcast generally? Um, it's for the ex-Mormon or post-Mormon community. Okay. Um, and I think you said you became employed by the mm -hmm. Open Stories Foundation? Yes. <laughs> and when did you become employed there? Um, well, I think... I was offered the job on, I believe, January 14th, um, but I still had another job at the time. What year? Um, 2022. Okay. So January 14th, 2022. <laughs> yeah. So I had to give my other job two weeks notice okay. and then I was going on vacation. And so my actual start date was February 6th, officially. Okay. Um, but I, I did go in and try and get a little bit of training and things during the two weeks I was still working at the other job. Okay. And what, what, what were you hired to do for Open Stories Foundation? Um, well, my title was Director of Operations, but um, the main things that I did were picking up the mail, um, Helping with um, making sure that production of the podcasts ran smoothly. Um, just the atmosphere of the studio. Um, so bringing in snacks for the snack bar. I purchased a snack bar thing um, that I was... Um, anyways, I just filled it. I don't know, just kind of office duties. So you did a lot of everything. Oh, everything. Okay. <laughs> and would you consider, at that time, would you consider that Mr. DeLuna was your boss? Yes, he was. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, you said you had a lot of um, tasks you just described to us. They seem basic office tasks. Yes. Uh, as you continued your employment there. Mm -hmm. um, did you have the opportunity to uh, get other other experiences, tasks assigned to you? Yeah. What what things did you also start to do while you were there? Um, 
they started to, let's see, I did payroll. I, I didn't know how to do payroll before coming into the company, so their accountant um, started training me on that, and I did it for only a couple months myself, and then um, John took that over. Um, I co-hosted, uh, I believe that started in March or early April, I can't remember the exact date. Um, Kara got sick and I kind of stepped in for her. Who's Kara? Kara's another co-host that used to work at um, Open Stories Foundation. Okay, so uh, it, it's Mr. DeLitt. Just help me understand, because mm -hmm. um, I, I didn't know it all. I, I'm new at this environment. Mm -hmm. um, is Mr. DeLitt the primary individual who does the podcasts? Yes. And uh, does he do podcasts on his own? Um, yes, interviewing another person. Okay, mm -hmm. and then does, and I heard you say co-host, so he also has co-hosts? Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, which I was one of, and then there were others. Also. Okay. And Kara was one of those. Right. Okay, yeah. and so you, a few months after you started, you started to co-host podcasts? Um, February, March, April, yeah. Okay, what's a podcast? podcast is for the Mormon stories podcast it is a audio um, on like Spotify and things like that okay. and then it's also video on YouTube and and then I think they link them to their website too all right so it's just an interview, interview. discussion yeah their main focus is stories um, from people who have left the LDS church and are now um, in a different path spiritually and it's kind of their story of leaving the church and all right so earlier you told me you were employed by open stories foundation, open stories foundation mm -hmm. but then you said Mormon stories is that different Mormon stories is the name of the podcast that's under open stories foundation okay and that is mr. Delance right and that's where i worked okay. that's where i was stationed to work in uh, so you're doing is doing is a podcast always live no and when by the question that if you were to start talking i could turn turn it on and hear it right away that's what i mean by live so it's not always that way you know well sometimes they're recorded beforehand okay. and then just played for everyone and sometimes they're live like when it's actually happening okay so it's not always a given that a podcast will be broadcast right is broadcast the right word uh yeah i don't know there's so many words for it live not live okay yeah so you have the opportunity to work with mr delenn mm -hmm. uh, in these mormon stories podcasts right um, and i think you said that there were others as well that did these Mormon Stories podcasts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Did you enjoy doing that? Yeah. Okay. Did you, mm -hmm. um, how did you learn? I mean, did, were they helpful in teaching you and guiding you? Had you ever done one before? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, and I, when he first asked me, I said maybe. Like, I was a little bit weary about it. Because um, going on to the podcast, it's a it's a high profile ex Mormon podcast, and so I would be public, and um, I had a little bit of worry about that. 
because my director of operations job is not public. Okay. And when you say um, it's high-profile ex-Mormon podcast, mm -hmm. uh, do you also consider yourself to be an ex-Mormon? Yes. Is Mr. Does Mr. Delen, and to the best of your knowledge, to the best of my knowledge, is mm -hmm. does Mr. Delen also represent um, as a, an ex-Mormon? Yes, I believe so. Okay. To the best of my knowledge, I do. Okay. I would say that. <laughs> okay. So it, it becomes more of a public persona for you. Yes. Yeah. No one knows me when I'm just in the office. Okay. You know. And he asked you to to do that. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Yes. Uh, and and as you started to do that, how did, how was that experience? Um, I'm Mr. Delay. It was good. during the podcast. Sorry, I need to be clear. That's okay. <laughs> So wait, what are you saying? Uh, when you were doing the podcast mm -hmm. with Mr. Delin, mm -hmm. how did that generally go in the beginning? In the beginning, it was it was great. He praised me a lot, um, sent me comments from listeners that um, praised me, um, and said like, um, I don't know, just like pumped me up. Are you ready to conquer the world? Are you? We can be partners in this. Um, I don't know. Just like send me comments when like when people would say, "Oh, I love Jen as a new co-host." He would send them to me through our Slack message. So with that, your understanding then, or was it fairly positive? Yeah, a good experience. Yeah. Uh, these podcasts. What are they? What are they meant to do for the out, the people who hear or watch them? Um, they're meant to be vulnerable. They're meant for someone who's going through leaving a high demand religion is hard because um, you usually lose your. Sorry. Okay. You usually lose your community as well as your religion and sometimes for some people even their families so um so it's hard you know and i feel alone and like i did i felt like i was at the time one of the only people going through it which is why um like i was trying to find which i think all not all a lot of people going through that same tr transition are trying to find others to connect to that have the same story or something similar. And so that's the, the podcasts help yeah. people yeah. who are going through what you just described. Right, yeah. It's people telling their story of um, moving from an organized religion. And, yeah, I did religion to, you know, something different, you know, and it, it, everyone's path is a little bit different. So usually you can find, um, usually you can find someone within all the podcasts that they do have done, you know, that kind of has a similar story to you. And so it's super connecting for people. Okay. Like, is it fair to say that it offers individuals um, a sense of belonging or I'm not alone and there are right. people who, who have walked before me and right. have done this? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And um, it sounds like uh, the experience was positive mm -hmm. and that 
and that was early last year uh, that you were doing that. Um, did you continue to do the podcasts through the summer? Um, yeah. And did you ever do a podcast on your own? Yes. Well, yes. <laughs> yes, but never aired. <clears throat> it. I did a podcast. John had... It's okay. <laughs> I had taken... You know, have you ever done one on your own? Yes. Okay. Mm. And but it wasn't aired. Okay, so it's not one that was aired. Right. Um, and why did you do this podcast on your own? Um, I had... Give me the, the basic answer, not the content. Mm. What happened? We'll talk about that. Okay, ask, ask your question again. I'm sorry. So why is it that you uh, did a podcast on your own? Um, to practice. Okay. Because um, John had offered the idea of me hosting some podcasts okay. on Mormon Stories. Okay. So you, you felt like the opportunity was there and you were encouraged maybe to explore that? Yeah. He encouraged me to practice anytime I wanted to okay. in the studio. All right. So from what I understood that you just said, you did do a podcast. Did you do more than one? No. Yeah. Okay. This podcast... Uh, what was the date that you did this podcast? Um, sorry, I have so many dates in my head. I want to be fair to say it was in the summer? Yeah, it was like July, June or July. Okay, so, uh, and when you did this podcast, <clears throat> was, it, was it live? No. Okay. It was never, no. Okay, so it was recorded? Yes. Okay, and I think you said one of the purposes was to learn. Yes. Okay. Uh, can you tell us what the subject matter was of this podcast? Yes, um, so I had gathered women, a group of women for a podcast on autonomy of our bodies. Okay. <laughs> um, <coughs> did, were there any men that were invited to participate? No, I had asked John not to be um, involved um, because I had brought the panel together to talk about bodily autonomy for women and I knew some of the women's stories were hard um, and I asked that he not be at the studio. Okay. So, I'm going to go back. Were there any men who were interviewees or podcast um, participants mm -hmm. uh, during, were there any men? No. Okay. You said, I, I thought I heard you say a panel of women. Yes. How many women? There were four, including me, okay. and then one assistant um, that I had there to run the machine. Okay. So, was it videoed or just mm -hmm. audio? Both. Okay. And looking back, mm -hmm. generally, how do you think it went? Um, I think it, there's parts of it that I love, and then it's the very first time I ever hosted a podcast, and so as far as like my skills as a host was not great, because okay. um, I that was the whole purpose of it, um, was to learn, um, and learn how, how to be the host instead of a co-host. 
So you said there were four female participants mm -hmm. included. Mm -hmm. um, generally, what was the subject matter of your conversation during this podcast? Um, it went everywhere from um, rape to abortion to teen pregnancy to child sex abuse. Um, yeah. Okay. All over. <laughs> and uh, do, do you feel like participating in that podcast made you feel vulnerable? Oh, yes. Do you, do you think, <laughs> and I said so. <laughs> do you think that the other participants also felt vulnerable? Yes. Um, yeah. I've, I've spoken to them and they did. Yes. Okay. And during this podcast, mm -hmm. uh, did others disclose information personal, private, um, mm -hmm. scary, difficult mm -hmm. information about their experiences. Yes. Okay. And did you have the opportunity to do the same? Yes. And during this podcast, I mean, at this podcast, mm -hmm. was that the first time that you disclosed this painful personal information openly to others? Yes. In, de in the detail that was in the podcast, yes. Okay. Um, and I know it's going to be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I don't need the details, but mm -hmm. what did you talk about? Um, I talked about sorry, I'm having like an issue with it being broadcast right now. With what being broadcast? This courtroom. Okay. Well, they the way that that works. Hold on. Sorry. Um, then I'm just going to ask you some general questions. Okay. Okay. Um, did you talk about your childhood experiences? Yeah. Um. With members of your ward and others that. Yeah. Was it? I'm okay. I can do it. Okay. Um. Yeah, I talked about um that I was sexually abused as a child okay. um, between the ages of six and nine okay. by um, my primary teacher and um, a couple boys in my ward. Okay. All right. And then I talked about um, a teen pregnancy. Okay. And after disclosing that, um, I'm going to back up. You told us that you had asked Mr. Dillon not to participate, correct? Correct. Okay. And did he assure you that he would not? Yes. Um, did you have any indication or was there indication that he honored your request? Um, I found out later that he didn't. Okay. Um, uh, I believe what happened is in the beginning, I think I, what I remember is me FaceTiming him and asking about a certain function of the keyboard um, when we were setting up. And um, that um, he helped, he helped with the situation. And then um, 
I told him, he started giving me like pointers as a host. <clears throat> and I had said, told him, okay, John, you're making me nervous now. I need you to go. Because <laughs> at that point, I just, I was already nervous because it was the first time doing it. Um, so um, as far as I knew, he had left at that time before we started. Okay. Had you ever disclosed to Mr. DeLynn um, your child um, sex abuse, um, as you just recently described for us, had you ever disclosed that to him? No. Okay. Uh, did you disclose it to him directly after your podcast? No. And after the podcast, mm -hmm. um, was there uh, ever a suggestion that it be reviewed? Uh, either by you or somebody else uh, for critique to see what you could do better so that you could become a better podcaster yes okay <laughs> and uh, who made those suggestions um well what i remember is there was a i had gone to john and said that i was having vulnerability hangover okay. after recording it and um, that it, I just needed a, a while <laughs> I needed a minute and um, there was an exchange one day on our slack message that we used in the company um, that said um, what I saw what I saw of the podcast, or he referenced the podcast, and I, I said, you watch the podcast? Like, I asked him, and he said, what I remember is he said, I, I popped in every now and then just to make sure the equipment was running. And I said, okay, well, I don't, I don't want anyone to watch it. I don't want the editors to edit it. Like, I just made it to stay recorded, like, in our files, because I, I don't think I'm ready. I don't think I'm ready to, for that to go out into the world. Okay. Um, and he suggested um, that his wife, Margie, as a woman, could watch the podcast for me. And... Um, because she hosts on Mormon Stories also. Okay. Um, and she could give me some feedback um, as the host of the podcast. And um, I, I don't know if I said yes right away or I thought about it for a while. And then I said that that would be okay. And so she did. <laughs> she watched it and, and I watched it over and... Um, she wrote down some things, I wrote down some things. We um, decided to go to lunch to discuss it. Um, and at lunch, she let me go first. I kind of told her what I saw that I had done and it didn't look right, you know, as the host. And then she gave me her list, which almost matched my list. And then she gave me a couple other things that weren't on my list. Thanks. And we had a great lunch. 
Also a podcaster. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. we're more, she does Mormon Stories podcast. Right. Mm -hmm. We're open for OSF. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you got right. it. Okay. So you, you have this this podcast that you did. Mm -hmm. uh, you said in June or July of 2022. Yeah. Uh, and you had made the request that John Dot be involved mm -hmm. and that you wanted it to be um, private. You right. You weren't ready. Right. Uh, you did have some feedback mm -hmm. from from Margie. Margie. And mm -hmm. I don't know if I should call her Mrs. Delenn because I think yeah, a, lot of a lot of That's women fine. have their own surnames. Okay. Yeah. And I don't want to be disrespectful. Me either. Um, okay. And that was positive. Yes. Okay. Right. All right. Um, I'm gonna we're gonna move forward a little bit. Okay. Um, did uh, you did you continue to work at OSF? Yes. Yes. Okay. And in August mm -hmm. of 2022, do yeah. you recall if there was an interesting news event or release of information um, concerning the Boy Scouts and the LDS Church? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And <laughs> go ahead, given that topic, mm -hmm. um, it was a podcast planned to discuss that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about, um, do you recall when that was? August 10th. August 10th. Okay. And did a podcast take place? Yes. And did you participate in that podcast? Yes. And who else participated in that <clears throat> podcast? Um, John Dillon and Gerardo, I think it's Simano is how you pronounce his last name. Is, is he present in the courtroom too? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, yes he is. Oh. He was behind his uh, lawyer, so I do see him now. <laughs> All right, very good. Um, so t tell me a little bit about this podcast mm -hmm. uh, uh, and how it started. Well, um, Were you co-host? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, Hello, and I. Okay, so three of you total. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was an AP article, we called it the AP article, um, it's basically the article that came out about um, the church having to pay the scouts um, because of the child sex abuse that had gone on within the scouting program. And um, we, whenever anything breaking within the LVS church comes out, we usually do a podcast about it. So breaking, you mean like um, exciting news, exciting news yeah, or something yeah. good or, or just sometimes bad or just... Probably mostly bad. Okay. Well, <laughs> to be sure, honest. At least for the reputation of the LVS church, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. okay. Mm. So go ahead and tell me about this um, podcast and how it started and what happened. Um. We had decided to do a podcast um, about the AP article. Um, Hurt. 
Colorado came in, we sat down, um, this podcast was live, so then we were getting everything ready for it to go live. Um, so this wasn't pre-recorded with mm -hmm. the opportunity for edit? Right. Okay. And who was the main podcaster? John Dillon. Okay. So go ahead and tell us what happened. Um, so the podcast started, we did um, introductions, um, and he started to tell everyone about what the podcast was about, um, and then, I don't recall the exact words, but he um, turned to me and he said um, something to the effect of, um, I know this. I know this is um, important to you, or something like that. I know this is important to you because um, of your abuse. As I don't know. The, the exact word, and I need to know the okay. <laughs> something about I know this is one. Yeah. Just tell me what happened. Um, he said something like. Um, and Jen, I know um, this is a subject that's dear to you because of you going through the child sex abuse when you were a child. Something to that effect where he brought up my childhood abuse um, publicly on a live podcast. And um, I did, I did, had no idea that was going to happen. Um, and so, you see me kind of freeze and he asks me a question and I think I respond with a word and then the camera switches off of me and I just break down because because I myself have never talked about it before. I, sorry. It was um, something that I was like trying to get up the courage to do on my own. And um, when he said that to me, like, I just down like I just lost it okay. and did you know he knew no not to that no okay um so, okay. so you have no idea that he, he knew about what you talked about during the uh, the closed podcast right um, not his um uh that had been reviewed by his wife right I had said so I had said I had abuse within my in my story, I had said I had said words like that in the office before, um, but I had never said me, um, and that it was um, sexual abuse. Um, I hadn't gone into that detail with him ever. And, but you did talk about it during that other podcast with those other three women. Right. Okay. Um, and, 
and again, you had asked him not to participate right. or be involved in that. Correct. Uh, so how did the rest of the podcast go? Is it fair to say it was very difficult for you and um, you were solving? Yeah, I think I had to... Oh, sorry. It's okay. I had to um, leave the Coco's desk and um, I don't know, it's kind of like a little, I was uncontrollably crying and couldn't breathe and um, you can hear me on the podcast it lasts about six minutes-ish um, and then I try to pull myself together and um, return to the desk um, where I had the computer system <sighs> Sorry, that was a, I was monitoring comments because it was a live podcast. So we block or delete comments that are um, posted negatively um, during every live, live podcast. So, um, sorry, I just pulled myself together and tried to participate where I could. All right. And I'm going to, based on how you were raised and who you are today, mm -hmm. um, that uh, you probably have had to do that many times. Yeah. In all experience, all lots of life, we all have, correct? Right. Just you gotta pull it together because right. you're in a live podcast, right? Mm -hmm. um, did you at any time authorize him to disclose that? No, no consent. Did, prior to that podcast, did he tell you he was going to? Um, I think I think what I read is, is called outing. Yeah. Did he tell you he was going to out you? Yeah. But. Um, I heard you testify that you tried to come back and try to be professional and finish it. Yes. Okay. The podcast finish. Yes. And what happened after the podcast? Um, were you approached by Mr. DeLynn? Um, I got up and walked away. Oh, okay. At first, to the other side of the room, as soon as it was over. Um, and he asked me, I can't, actually can't remember if it was Gerardo or John, um, asked me if I was okay, and I said no. Say that experience was traumatic and difficult for you. Yeah. 
did Mr. DeLynn offer to um, I got cut it out of edit that part of the podcast where he called you? Um, yes, he offered later that night. Um, I received a message for him. Sorry, I'm like light headed for a second. message from him that said that he could take him outing me, that he was sorry that he had outed me, and that he could take it out where he outed me. And, and he would, do you guys save the podcast someplace? So if I want him to watch it, I can, I can find it somehow. Yeah. Even though I didn't watch it live. Okay, so it was an offer to edit out that part of what what stored out there in the universe. A whole, a couple places. Okay. Yeah. And you responded how? I said no. Um, that if he took himself out of the beginning of the podcast, um, that he would need to take me out of the entire podcast because for me. There had been there had been some other comments that I made further into the podcast when I had pulled myself together and came back in that um that it would seem like in the middle of some podcast about Boy Scouts that I chose that podcast to tell the world about my childhood sex abuse. And um, so I told him, no, he couldn't do that. But if he chose to do that, that he needed to take me out of it. So he had to own it. Yeah. Right, basically? Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, is that, that podcast still out there anywhere? Yes. Okay. And um, okay, so that was August 10th, I think you said. Is that correct? Yeah, and the night of August 10th. Okay, and is Mr. Glenn on August 10th still your boss? Yes. Okay. All right. Um, after this incident, <clears throat> did you continue to work and uh, do your job at um, Open Storage Foundation? Yes. Okay. Did you have um, some difficulty uh, with Mr. DeLynn um, after that? Well, in doing your job? Yes. Okay. And did you, did there, you came a time where, um, let's see, you mentioned that you have, a, you, you also, your story. Um, mm -hmm. And is it, do people tell their stories um, on Mormon stories, just their individual story with a podcaster? Yes. And did you have the opportunity to do that? Yes. Okay. And do you recall when you did that? Yes. And when was that? Um, the 22nd and 23rd of August. Okay. So it was uh, 
10 to 14 days after this event. And who, who did you do, who did you tell your story to? I mean, how did that, how was that set up? Um, I told John DeLine was the host okay. and Margie, his wife, was the co-host. Okay. So it was the three of you? Mm -hmm. Okay. And how long did this take to do? Um, well, it was, it was supposed to be one day, but it turned into two full days of filming and four podcasts. Okay. So how long is a normal podcast? Well, it depends on the host. Um, they last anywhere, I would say, one and a half hours to eight. Okay. And, and so you have four, four of those? Four, four podcasts? Four podcasts. Okay. Somewhere in the middle of that. Alright. And despite what had previously happened, did you share your story with Mr. and Mrs. Dillon? Yes, ma'am. And was that broadcast live? Yeah. And what were the parameters of you sharing your story? For example, did you tell them, don't publish this, or is publish the right word? That's I'll fine. Broadcast it yeah. until I'm ready. Or how does that work? Yeah, well, that's, a, that's common knowledge of Mormon stories. Okay. That whoever's getting interviewed has rights to when they want their podcast released and if they want a part taken out um we don't release a story unless unless we're given the rights to do so by the person we interview okay all right so i'm going to move a little bit quicker because we're going to run out of time okay okay just noticed um all right, so you went ahead and did your story, um, four sessions. Yes. Has that been broadcast or published? No. Have you asked them not to do that? Yes. Or have you asked Mr. Dolan not to do that? Yes. Okay, and does Mr. Dolan have control about whether that would happen? I mean, is he in charge? Yes. Okay, all right. Um, after you did these four days, um, were you exhausted? Four podcasts. Four podcasts. It's okay. okay. Two, two days, four podcasts. Yes. Yes, okay. extremely. Okay, and were you extended uh, a courtesy by Mr. and Mrs. Deland for working the remainder of that week? Yes. And do you recall what that was? Yes. And what is it? Well, Mar Margie offered, she said, you should take the next two days off. Okay. Um, I only had stuff going on that I needed to get done, so <laughs> I accepted the one day off on Wednesday. Okay. And then I told them I would work from home on Thursday. Okay. And what was the date of that Thursday? Do you remember? It was the 25th of August. Okay. So on the 25th, you were working from home, and mm -hmm. did you um, receive some contact from Mr. Dillon? Yes. And what was that contact? He wanted to have a meeting at the office. Okay, and so did he invite you to come into the office? Yes. And is it fair to say that you had a lot of stuff scheduled that day? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And, and some stuff that um, uh, emotional, vulnerable, difficult to deal with? Very. Okay. Um, did you, in fact, go into the office as requested? Yes. And how did that interaction go between you and Mr. DeLynn? Not well. Okay. Um, so neither one of you handled it well? 
No. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then did you end up leaving the office? I did. Yeah, I stood up and walked out. Okay. But before you went in to um, meet Mr. Delenn, because mm -hmm. he had called you in, um, did you have the opportunity to reach out to the board of directors of OSF? Yes, I did. Okay. I Go ahead. Um, I messaged Clint and Carrie, the board members. Okay. So, Clint, do you know his last name? Clint Martin. Okay. And do you know Carrie's last name? Carrie, I believe it's Whitbeck is how you pronounce okay, so it. So, Mr. Martin and Ms. Whitbeck, mm -hmm. um, you reached out to them mm -hmm. um, about having to go in for this meeting. Yes. I told them that I had to discuss a lot of things with John, and if it didn't go well, that um, I would be putting in an official claim after the meeting. Okay, and that binder that you have right there. Yeah. If you could please take a look at A. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me what you what you see on A exhibit A? Yes, this is the message I sent to Clinton Carey. Okay. Um, at one thirty before going into the meeting. Okay. What time is your meeting scheduled with? Um, Two thirty. Okay. So you had sent that to, uh, or you sent them a message mm -hmm. um, indicating what you just told us. Mm -hmm. You had some things you had to discuss with them, and if it didn't go well, you were going to be uh, reaching back out to um, to lodge a claim. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. And as you're looking at those mm -hmm. uh, what are the pictures of my text messages to the board okay so sorry I'm blind. Mm -hmm. um, it looks like thrive Clint. is that mr martin yeah that's what i have him in my phone okay <laughs> so thrive is another company yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then it says OSF characters. Is that Ms. Whitbeck? Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. And in looking at those um, copies of these text messages, yeah. um, is this accurate? Is this what you in fact sent them? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And did they respond? Yes. And were were they how was the response appropriate? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, and so that's on page one of Exhibit A, those, those text messages, page one and two, the first two pages. Yes? Yes. Okay, sorry. After your meeting with Mr. Uh, Dillon, mm -hmm. did you, I think you said it didn't go well, mm -hmm. you left, did mm -hmm. you reach back out to the board? Yes, I called Clint as I was walking to my car and he answered. Okay. And when you had a discussion with Clint, <clears throat> what did you tell him? Um, he asked about the meeting. Okay. And so I told him about the meeting and that it didn't go well and I wasn't able to discuss with John the things I wanted to discuss okay. and that I would need to put in a claim to the board. Okay, so you did tell Mr. Martin you were going to put a claim into the board. Yes, ma'am. 
And what do you mean by claim into the board? Um, OSF has a policy that we're all to follow. And um, there's a process that if you feel the policy has been violated, that you can call the board members and put in a claim. Okay. And so is, is it like a handbook, an employment handbook? Um, it, it's on their website. Oh, okay. So they post it on the website as their policy for the Open Stories Foundation. Okay. And, and, and anyone underneath them. Okay. All right. And did you, in fact, um, what was the response from Mr. Martin? Did they set up a meeting? Not at that time. Okay. They said that um, they were going to give everyone the weekend to cool off. <laughs> they, who are they? Um, Carrie and Clint. Okay, Mr. Martin and Ms. Whitback. Mm -hmm. uh, the board. Okay. And did you, in the conversations mm -hmm. with Mr. Martin, mm -hmm. I don't want any contact from Mr. DeLitt. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And it's against policy. Okay, so that is seeing as you put a claim in, the person the claim is against cannot be present in any of the investigation. Okay. And including the board meeting. All right, can you turn to tab B? Yeah. It is, I'm sorry, it's not the world's best copy. That's okay. Can you tell us um, what that is? The first few pages of tab B. Yes, this is the um, highlighted policy that I took to the board meeting. Okay, so this is the policy that you were talking about? Yes, ma'am. And this is what you had anticipated you would be speaking to the board about? Yes, ma'am. Okay, and how do you know what the policy says? When I was given my position, as director of operations, um, this I was specifically told that this policy was something that I needed to read and get to know because I would be the first contact with anyone who had a claim. They would come to me, and then I would. Um, See if I could help them. If not, then we would go together to either the board or John or whoever. Okay. So, but the policy says no contact for the person that's being complained complained against. Correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. And did you request some time off um, until? Well, let's see. Wait. When did you meet with the board of the board of directors? Tuesday. Tuesday, you recall the date? 30th. Okay, so how did that board meeting take place? Was it virtual? Yes. Okay, and when you signed on, who was on the virtual board meeting? John Duran, Kay Ritbeck, and Clint Martin. Okay, so uh, Mr. Dillon and then the two board members that you referred to. Correct. Is uh, Mr. Dillon also part of the board of directors? Yes. Okay. But you had complained against him, so you didn't. So, did you anticipate he would be there? No, and it's against policy for him to be there. Okay, so was this board meeting recorded? Yes. Okay, and is that 
best of your knowledge is that general, generally how they do things. They record these things. I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, so it was recorded. Yeah. Uh, during, this, during this board meeting, were you asked if you wanted uh, Mr. DeLynn removed? Yes. And how did you respond? Um, I think I didn't answer for a second because I was thrown off that he was allowed to be there okay. at all. Um, um, there had been messages where it looked like he was assuming he was going to be there, but with me already asking Clint that he not be there and it being against policy, I assumed that Clint would be telling him he could not be, and it wasn't my job to do that. Okay, so did you did you ultimately say no? He's got to go, or did you no. go ahead and capitulate and go ahead board with him participating? Yes, I was told that he was there, so they didn't have to go back and tell him what I said. So like there to listen. Okay. Is what I assumed okay. when it began. All right, so you have this board meeting and mm -hmm. it's being recorded. Mm -hmm. uh, did you um, expect that that board meeting would remain confidential? Yes, definitely. Okay, and during this board meeting, um, did you have the opportunity to present your, your complaint uh, or complaints about Mr. DeLynn? No. Okay, and uh, this was all recorded. And during the, this, what kinds of, what are the topics that were discussed during this meeting? Um, the first thing um, I believe they asked me was about the Thursday meeting. <clears throat> um, so it was about the meeting that you had that did not go well. Right, okay. but I had already I was kind of thrown off by that because I had already told the board about that meeting. Um, so I, it, it was weird to me that they were asking about it again because um, I was under the assumption after my phone call Clint that I would be able to come to the board with what I was claiming. Okay, so you had already discussed that, that August 25th meeting. Right. You didn't realize that that was what they were anticipating discussing. Right. You thought they'd be talking about your your complaint. Right. Okay. Did they ever talk about your complaint? They never got to my complaint. Okay. So you talked about this August 25th meeting, mm -hmm. and was Mr. Dolan allowed to participate in the conversation? Yes. And so it was, uh, was it kind of... Um, you get to say what you want to say, and he gets to say what he wants to say, and Mr. Martin and Ms. Whitback, we're going to try to smooth things over. So, I mean, was that generally, what was your understanding of that meeting? Um, I felt like they asked me a question, and then they asked John to say his, what he felt about the question that they had asked me. Okay. And then they allowed John to speak whatever he wanted. Okay. Um, and then they asked me to respond to what John had said about what he had wanted to say. Okay. Um, and then I think I tried to go into what I had come to the board to try and tell them. 
and I was told I had 30 seconds. All right, so they would not allow you to speak about your complaints? Right. Okay. Uh, during this board meeting, did you, during the conversations and the questions you were asked, did you disclose anything that you would expect would remain confidential? Yes, a lot of things. Okay. Um, Sorry. Give me some examples of a few. I, I don't need the details. Um, um, did you discuss your children? Yes. Did you discuss your husband? Yes. Did you discuss where your family members were at any given time during the day? Yes. Okay. And where they lived. My parents where they lived. Um, my children. My um, childhood sex abuse and where it happened. Some of it. Not all of it, but that, some. We discussed that during the story. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And um, was it still your understanding that this would remain confidential? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Did that, has that? Um, how, how long was that video? Oh, I don't even know. Okay. An hour and a hour, maybe? Okay. Oh, oh, sorry, I don't go back and watch them. Okay. That's probably a good thing. Um, all right. Uh, so that meeting ends. Um, it, it's, it is memorialized on video. Yeah. Um, has that meeting remained confidential? No, ma'am. We're going to talk about, in a minute, that, about that in a minute. Uh, after the meeting, what did you do? Um, after the meeting, I called my husband because it didn't go well um, the way that I had planned for it to go. Um, and I didn't get to say any of the things that I had brought. Um, so uh, he was at the fire station um, and I didn't get a hold of him. And I'm, I'm expecting when he got back because when he called me, he must have been on the call. And um, we talked for a long time, and I retold the story of what happened. And he said um, that I should just text them the highlighted policy I had brought to the meeting, and that and ask for another time okay. to meet with them when they were available. And did you in fact do that? Yes. And did you ever get the opportunity to meet with the board to discuss? those complaints? No, ma'am. Okay, and uh, did you communicate with the board about wanting the opportunity to discuss those complaints? Yes, ma'am. And, but they never allowed that or didn't schedule it? No, they didn't schedule it. They said they weren't ready when I texted them um, asking if we could meet or when that time was for us to meet. Okay, and then on September 2nd, Mm -hmm. um, I received an email at 12.30ish, I would say, um, that I was fired okay. and that um, it was because of restructuring at the OSF. And I know you dispute that reason, but for purposes of today, we don't need to discuss that, okay? Um, okay, so after you were terminated, 
Um, did you have occasion to receive um, any further communications from Mr. DeLitt? Uh, specifically, did he reach out to you to try to reconcile? Yes, ma'am. Okay, and do you recall when that was? Um, there were some before the board's email okay. on Friday, um, and there were some after. Um, the, I think it was like the first week and a half of September, maybe the next week after I was fired. Okay, so is it fair to say that um, despite the policy saying no contact and despite your request that he not contact you, mm -hmm. he reached out to you after that, um, before you were terminated, mm -hmm. and also after you were terminated? Correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and after, after receiving um, his communications, mm -hmm. after you were terminated, mm -hmm. um, what was your response? I messaged the board members, Clinton Carey, John, and his wife, Margie, and I specifically asked for no contact, that I had requested no contact, and I am continuing to get contacted by him, okay. and I wanted it to stop. Okay, so again, you said, don't. I don't want him contacting me. Mm -hmm. Okay, and did, did you get an acknowledgement back about that request? Yes, Clint texted me back and said, okay. um, So that communication that was sent to you um, by Mr. Delenn mm -hmm. um, after you were terminated, mm -hmm. um, did it also include a video? Yes, ma'am. Uh, and do you know how long that video was? An hour and 27 minutes, I believe. 23, something like that. Why did he send you a video? What, what was the video? Um, I only watched 16 minutes of the video. Okay. Um, to this day, I turned it off okay. at 16 minutes because of the gaslighting. And um, tactics I had learned that he uses and I was not going to subject myself to that anymore. Okay. Uh, in those communications, did he indicate to you that that video was just going between the two of you? Yes, ma'am. He said it was just between the two of us. No one else knew about it, even his wife, Marky. This is words, I believe. Okay. To the best of your understanding, has that video ever been released out there into the public? Not that I know of. Okay. So he knows how not to release them? Yes, ma'am. All right. Uh, did you have the opportunity um, to retain counsel um, at, at or about this time? Yes, ma'am, I did. Okay. And did you, in fact, hire an attorney? I did. Okay. And did your attorney send communication, uh, more communication, uh, to cease and desist contact? Yes, ma'am, he did. Okay. And I, is that... I believe that's attached to your. Okay. We'll get to that. We're going to go real quick to your. Your stocking injunction. Your Honor. Yes. I'm sorry. I just want to make sure that we don't run out of time to present our case. We, we are. I, I saw the time in council. Um, if you're okay going into the lunch hour, then I can give the parties a little bit more time. It seems like, you know, obviously I want to give you at least as much time as, as they have. And I'm mindful that you still have to do cross examination. Yeah, hold on, let me just 
check. I do have a meeting, but let me see if it's one that I can I have a deposition at one, Your Honor. At one? Uh, okay, your Honor, I have all day booked because your calendar shows we are all you've got. <laughs> and uh, this is important um, to my client, and, and it's important um, to their client. Right. Uh, I, I, I can hurry through, but we're going to get objections about no foundation, et cetera, et cetera. I will do my best to move it along. Right. It's not, I don't have court hearings, but I have other matters um, other meetings that are scheduled um, this afternoon and so that's why when I sent out the hearing I said I believe that it said from 9 to 11 and that's why at the beginning I said each side was going to get an hour. I'm mindful that you know, that this is a, important obviously. There's uh, just a lot. <laughs> but I, I mean the best I can do is just give you um, to the lunch hour. Okay. We can go a little bit into the lunch hour but uh, I have meetings this afternoon and it looks like council has other commitments as well. And rather than being rushed if we need to, I, I'm okay and I'm sure you would be too as well um, if we have to set a second, the second. couple of hours. Okay. I mean, I, I don't want to step on their toes, but we bear, we bear the burden by preponderance of the evidence. Right. And um, that's what we're here to do. Council, is that something that would work? Uh, Setting a second? To, to come back for part two, I suppose? No, Your Honor. Given that Ms. Camp has chosen to publicize this and use it as a, frankly, a public relations ploy, we'd appreciate that this be resolved today. Okay. And okay. I also note that Ms. Washburn has spent most of her hour talking about things that weren't included in the petition for the stocking injunction and all things that happened almost a year ago, some more than a year ago. So I, my preference would be to issue a ruling today okay. as well. So let's try to uh, move things along. Uh, absolutely. But, but Your Honor, I'm gonna, I, I do believe that it's important um, that the, the court understand the circumstances that are surrounding everything because that is part of our burden. Um, the objective standard of a petitioner in her circumstances, uh, would she, um, suffer emotional distress or would she be afraid? So I am sorry if we have to have a little bit of background, but I do believe in order for us to meet our burden of proof um, that, that you need to have a little bit of the background. I tried really yes. carefully to stay away from um, the allegations that, that they have made in their civil filing um, and because I don't know that they're relevant. I don't want this to be a circus. Oh. And Council Valtoy, the court has um, given you uh, more time. This was supposed to end at 11, but I'm willing That's to- That's fine. We're going to we're gonna move it along. So we're going to talk fast. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, let's go to Exhibit T. <coughs> Do you recognize that document? Yes. And what is that document? Um, the stocking. Um, protection order papers I filled out. Okay, so it's a request for the civil stocking injunction. Mm -hmm. Did you complete this document? Yes. And would you testify, I mean, could you testify uh, and swear to the truth of everything that you included in this document? Yes, ma'am. Let's go to page, um, it is your attachment, so it's after page six, which is the final page of the request for the protective order. Okay. Mm -hmm. Stocking injunction. <laughs> um, uh, you've outlined uh, incidences 
um, starting from August 29th, which we, which you testified about. Uh, and then you outline um, contact on August 31st. Did he contact you on August 31st? Yes, ma'am. Did he contact you on September 10th? Yes, ma'am. Did he contact you on um, with an email on September 10th? Yes, ma'am. So both two times on um, the September 10th. Yes, ma'am. Um, on September 11th, mm -hmm. um, is that the, it says here that that's the date you sent the, the text message to the board. Mm -hmm. um, you testified about that. That's accurate. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, on Saturday, September 15th, um, you, you state in your request for the stalking injunction, mm -hmm. your attorney sends a cease and desist letter. Did yes. that in fact happen? Yes, ma'am. Um, and on your, your next date, or number 10, you say September 22nd through February 13th, <coughs> you say a smear campaign. <coughs> uh, uh, share a private board meeting with the public, smear your name in private groups and meetings and homes and conversations. Uh, I asked you earlier about that, that confidential board meeting. <coughs> Is this part of what you're talking about? It was published. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And it included all that information that you testified about that was um, difficult and vulnerable for you. Your Honor. Right. Objection. She's leading the witness and essentially testifying for her. I'm going to give her a little bit of room to lead because of our time constraints. So um, I'm, I'm going to give her a little bit of leeway. Go ahead, Counselor. Thank you, Honor. Um, on, on the next page, mm -hmm. a underlined, it says something there. Um, uh, who's he goes by Radio Free Mormon in the ex-Mormon space. Is he another uh, Mormon uh, podcaster? Yeah, he's a lawyer and a podcaster. Okay, and he lives in where? I, Washington, I okay. think. Uh, uh, do you know, is he, does he have a relationship, is he friends at all with Mr. Delane? Yes, ma'am. Okay, and what is it that he did um, and why do you think he did it? Um, Objection calls for speculation. Sustained. Okay. Did uh, this gentleman, and I, uh, did he uh, publish something during one of his podcasts that involved you? Yes, ma'am. And he, what was it? The private board meeting. Okay. And, and he did not redact anything about my children, me, our family, our location, me, my childhood abuse, nothing. He didn't redact anything. Okay. Uh, where would he have gotten that? John Objection calls for speculation, lack of foundation. Um, Sustained. Uh, who has the ability, who controls those board meetings? I mean, where they're, they're saved on the computer. Do you know who, who is the one in charge of those? I don't know, but it would have to be one of the board members of the Open Stories Foundation. Okay, I think you told us that Mr. Delane is one of the board members. Yes, ma'am. Okay, and you testified that he's also a friend to this gentleman. Yeah, a really good friend. Um, all right, and did this take place after you indicated you had told him. No contact. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, Thursday, February 9th. Uh, that's number 12 in your your statement here. Mm -hmm. um, so some, something, uh, was a board meeting re released in another way? How yeah. did you find out? February 9th is the board meeting. The one before that is Radio Free Mormon lying okay. for John Dillon on a Reddit. Okay. But you found out that he had released the confidential board meeting? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And, and did you find that out on February 9th? Yes. And how is it that you became aware that that had happened? 
Someone had told me. Okay. Someone messaged me. And, and so then you verified it yourself? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, then you say on February 12th, something happened. Tell us about that. Yeah, I was, I have a small podcast. Okay. And I was doing a live on Instagram where it's, um, you connect with your listeners. Okay. Um, there's usually about six people in my lives, but it's a way for me to connect with them and, and talk with them. Okay. Um, and I was doing one and all of a sudden John's name popped onto my life. So he came onto my live Instagram okay. and I said, you're not welcome here. Get off. Please get off. And I waited and he didn't. And so I asked the listeners, because I'm new to lives, I asked the listener, listeners, does anyone know how to block him off a live? And um, I went and blocked him and then continued with the live, but had a little bit of a panic attack okay. on it. Um, I just wasn't expecting. So you had told him to contact, and then during the live, you said, Mr. Glenn, please get off. Not just, you're not welcome here. Right. So you told him. Yes. Mm -hmm. okay. And then you had to block him to make that happen. Right. On, I'll see, number, oh. Look at, please look at exhibit E. Uh, can you tell me what that is? This is the case that I filed against John Delenn on the 16th of January. Alright, so is it fair to say that this is a copy of a federal complaint, a complaint filed in the United States District Court for the District of Utah? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, and is there a mark at the top that shows when it was filed? On uh, the 17th of January. Okay. So you filed a lawsuit on January 17th? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, has that lawsuit been served? It has not, ma'am. Okay. All right. And let's go back up to your exhibit okay. D. D? Yeah. But we're going to go back through your little, your little timeline there. I'm sorry. Okay. That's okay. Yeah, I did want to put that in because it's in the timeline it fits. Um, so you had filed long before you were aware that they were going to file some lawsuit against you. Oh, yes. Okay. And so this was just last month. That, yeah. that um, you did that live and you asked him to go away or to leave. Um, hey, go to, uh, are you currently employed? Yes, ma'am. Okay, and um, at your place of employment, uh, do you have a working relationship with others there? Yeah. Um, and have you been have, look at exhibit F, please. Okay. Can you tell me what you see there in Exhibit F? Yes, these are emails that were sent to my new employer. Okay, and who are these emails from? Um, Chris. Well, tell me who they're from and then tell me who you think they're from. Um, it says they're from General Camp Sued. 
Okay. Um, but I think because of the language I am and the attachment of the private board meeting that it's John Delane or someone that he asked to do it. Okay, so uh, and what, are the, what do these emails say to your employer? They say that kind of like beware of Jen Camp. She's um, falsely accused her prior boss of sexual harassment and fraudulent claims and um, just making me out to be some person that I'm not. Okay, did more than one person at your place of employment receive these emails? Four different people, Four different people. that I know of. Okay, and you said that the podcast was, or no, I, I beg your pardon, the confidential board meeting was attached. As yes, ma'am. Yes, ma okay, and what else was attached? Um, was a copy of their complaint that they filed against you attached? Yes. Okay, so a copy of a document from their lawsuit mm -hmm. and the board meeting were attached to these emails that were sent to four people at your place of employment. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, and so we're clear, you had told him no contact. Many times. Okay. Uh, tell me what it's like now to drive to work. Um, as soon as the emails came to my work, um, I would drive around in the parking lot first okay. to see if he was parked there. Um, I was scared to get out of my car, so I would wait for someone to go into the building. Um, I would leave work when someone left. Um, It went to a different level of being frightened that I didn't know what he would do. I didn't know the extent that this was going to go to. And, um, I, I did, I started to fear that I would be hurt because someone was seeking out where I worked seeking out who worked there and then emailing them. And um, I know he has an influence. I know people do things for him. And I just am fearful. I am. And I'm fearful after that video was released because it gave specific things about my family and where to locate us. And I, I am fearful, and they won't stop. I keep asking, and they won't stop. In addition to your fear, do you feel as if you've suffered some emotional anger or distress? Um, do, how do you feel? Yes, I do. I've had to take medicine again. I've had to go to therapy more. Like, it's just, I tried to use all the things that were put in place to, for protection. I tried to use the board. When that didn't happen, I tried to get counsel. When 
That's entrapment happened. I filed a lawsuit. But he continued. I got a stopping protection order. I'm just trying to make him stop. I'm trying to make it stop by using the correct way. Uh, Your Honor, that's all I have at this time. Thank you. Okay, Ms. Tom Chaffer, Mr. Gosdes will talk to you now. Okay. Can I get my chapstick? Can you some booty wipe and more water? Yeah, yeah I can grab it. I still have some. I'm okay. Is it on your chair? I think it's in my pocket of my coat. Sorry. So these are all numbers that I open and I'm ask you to just plug this in and go. Just, actually, I'm going to plug it in right now. It's a little bit easier. Is, is this? Is this yeah, yeah, that's good. today because you filed a motion for a temporary stocking injunction. You prepared that stocking injunction, correct? Yes, ma'am. And you gathered the evidence to support that stocking injunction? Yes, ma'am. And to support that stocking injunction, you wanted to include the very best evidence that you had of what had happened to you, didn't you? I did it quickly, so I don't know if I'd say it's the very best, but I gathered what I could quickly when I found out about the emails. And in the statements that you made, you included the, the incidents that you thought were the most persuasive to show evidence of stalking. Isn't that right? Uh, objection, Your Honor. She's not a lawyer. She's a lay person. Overruled. You can go ahead and answer. So I can say it again. Sure. When you were, when you were preparing the stalking injunction, um, in addition to gathering the evidence, you also made a statement. Isn't that correct? When I don't know what you're talking about. You, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. If you don't understand, please always ask me because I would yeah. really prefer that you understand yeah. the questions that you answer. Mm -hmm. So in addition to gathering evidence, you also, with your stocking injunction, prepared a written statement. And uh, is that right? I believe so. Yeah. And in that, at the end of it, at the end of the evidence, is that what you're talking about? Uh, I believe it was before the end of the evidence. But if you want to look, I believe your counsel referred to it as. Um, let's see. Exhibit C. No, yeah, Exhibit C. So on page six, you have the timeline of the stocking evidence, correct? Um, I don't see that in C. D, sorry. D. That's okay. D. D. It's not important that you, does that sound familiar that you wrote something about what had happened to you and why you were seeking the stalking injunction? Yes, I'm sure I did. And when you did that, you wanted to include the incidents that were, you thought would be most persuasive to show that you had been stalked. Isn't that correct? I would say so, yeah. Okay. Um, um, 
you you testified that on an August 10th podcast that Mr. Dillon, and this is not something that's in your moving papers, so I'm, I'm just pointing out that that's not in your, in your moving papers, but you said that he disclosed something about your abuse on the air. Do you recall that testimony? Have you ever disclosed your abuse on a podcast that you knew had been published? Yeah, I said something in a podcast that was recorded at one time that was recorded for a private person, okay. not to be published. Do you recall participating in a podcast with Christine Burton on July 5th? That's what I'm talking about. Okay, and you know that that podcast has been broadcasted, correct? I do, yes, and I asked for that to be taken out when it was broadcast. Okay, do you, you haven't presented any evidence that you asked for that to be taken out, they'll have you. Right, that was a conversation. Um, I'm just going to, to move to admit what will be uh, Exhibit 1. Uh, can you play clip 1B? Oh, looks like we're having some issues with it. Does someone know how to run the system? No, this isn't a server. What's that? It was broadcasting there earlier. Yeah, it might be your HDMI. It was working. Sorry, Your Honor. Did I have it in the wrong one? No. Was it showing? Yeah, it was showing. And um, it was showing. It was working earlier because yeah. I could see yeah, what was on your screen. Is it prompting anything on the computer? No, it's no. not. And before it didn't prompt anything, it just... Well, I want, I need her to be able to see it. Um, do you want to try Shane's machine? Well, I don't, he doesn't have it now. Did they turn off? That looks like it's off. Did they maybe auto go to sleep? Go to sleep. Yeah, it's saying connect the video source is not reading the. She might get the PC project. I don't want to. I don't want. Let me just check and see if it reads a different computer. Should it be here? Should it be this one? Oh. All right, there we go. There's something. It's not working online. Let's try one more time on John's. This, oh, this looks like it's a different. Well, this one? Is it that one? Should we do that? It has to be connected to that. Is that off the side? Oh, okay. Maybe just, maybe just yeah, just try one more time. Apologies, Your Honor. We had this working a minute ago. Okay. 
It was just up there. Yeah. I don't know why. I only have he doesn't have the files. Let me copy into the let me copy into here. Okay. Just just one. So I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to a different line of questioning and we'll come back to that, okay? Okay. Sorry about that. That's okay. So so earlier you testified about this August twenty fifth meeting that you mm -hmm. had with uh, with Mr. Delin. And you, in Exhibit A, and what's, what your council marches Exhibit A, mm -hmm. include a text where you reached out to the board beforehand. Mm -hmm. This is a text that you sent to the board, correct? Yes, ma'am. And it was on August 25th, right? Yes. That's a time when you were still employed by Open Stories, correct? Yes. And in it, you say that you're that you're upset about something that happened that day, correct? Yes. You don't mention anything else other than what happened that day. I don't know, I'd have to read it all. Why don't you go ahead and read the, the full text of that first message? Okay, right. Council, we're looking at plaintiff's exhibit A. A, the first text message. Go ahead and read it out loud. Me? Yes. I want you both to I want you both to be aware that something was said to me in a Slack message just now that was not okay with me from John. I am going to discuss it with him today at 2.30 and we'll let you both know if it is resolved or not. If not, we will need to have a meeting as soon as possible. Thank you. And then later in the same line of text, you said that what you were concerned about was, and this is a quote, um, that, you're, that you felt that he was threatening your job title and implied pay. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. You don't mention anything else about threats in that, in that text, do you? I don't know. I didn't read it, but I, right now, but I can. No, you that's, want me to? that's okay. fine. Uh, Jim, we're ready. You're ready? Yeah. Okay. Um, was, was that the first time that you had ever contacted the board members about Mr. Dillon? Yes. Um, okay, so let's go back to what we were asking about before. Um, so we had just moved to admit the clip 1B, please. Oh. Yeah. It's supposed to be connected to the Do you have a video clear? Yeah. I'm sorry. Open. <laughs> the risks of using of relying on technology. We're gonna, we're, we're gonna go back to we're gonna go back to talking about this August twenty fifth meeting. Now, in your testimony, you claimed that you brought what's in this folder as Exhibit B with you to the meeting. Correct. On um, the policy. Yes. Yes, ma'am. And I'll represent to you that that meeting was an hour and forty five minutes long. Does that sound accurate? Yeah, somewhere around there. <laughs> and also represent to you that you talked for two-thirds of the time during that meeting. Does that sound accurate? I do not know. Okay. I haven't watched it. Okay. So you haven't, you haven't watched the, the meeting? No, ma'am. So you don't have a fresh recollection of what you actually discussed during that meeting? No, ma'am. Okay. Um, and in preparing for today, you didn't think that it was important to review a meeting that you were relying on to show that, that he had 
that Mr. DeLynn had engaged in stalking behavior. Objection, Your Honor. We're here on a stalking injunction, not any issues pertaining to any kind of claims Mr. DeLynn may have against. Overall, counsel, I think it is relevant. Thank you. So you didn't think it was important to review a meeting that you were relying on as evidence for purposes of your stalking injunction? No, because my story is the same. I'll represent to you that I've reviewed the meeting and that we will admit it as evidence here, and I don't recall any discussion about any abuse during that meeting. Would that surprise you? No, because I didn't get to say what my claims were during that meeting because it was cut short. Okay. Because John wasn't supposed to be allowed to be at that meeting or talk at that meeting. I understand. I'm saying that you said that you were concerned about this meeting being disclosed publicly because of things that were said during that meeting. But would it surprise you that none of those things were actually mentioned during the meeting? I read the transcript of the meeting. Okay, so you have reviewed the meeting recently. Yeah, well, part of it. I would say the first 10 minutes. Okay. And the transcript form. Okay. And anywhere in there, is there any discussion about your abuse? That's fine. I don't recall. I'll withdraw that question. Okay. Let's move forward. And never prior to that meeting or during that meeting, did you make any mention of sexual harassment to the board? Isn't that correct? Correct. And at the beginning of the meeting, didn't they ask you whether it was okay for Mr. DeLynn to participate? Yes. And you agreed to that participation? Objection asked and answered. Overruled. Yes, I did agree to it. And they told you that they were videotaping the board meeting precisely so that they could refer to it if there was ever any question about what had occurred during the board meeting, correct? Yes. Great. And I just want, with your question earlier, did I watch it? I tried to. So during this almost two-hour meeting where you talked for most of it, did you mention any concerns with Mr. DeLynn other than what had happened at the August 25th meeting? No, because of the way it was presented, because of Clint Martin and the way it was conducted. I did not have time to do that. During the hour and 45-minute call? Right. Okay. Yes, ma'am. And isn't it true that you actually went out of your way to tell the board that you had never had any other problems with Mr. DeLynn and that, in fact, you worked really well together and thought you made a great team? Yeah, at times we did. At times we did and at times we didn't. Your Honor, I'd like to admit as Exhibit 2 what will be Clint No. 5, which will be March's Exhibit 2. Any objection, counsel? I haven't seen the clip, so tell me a little bit about what it is. I know you're trying to get it up, but what is it exactly? This is part of what was provided to you yesterday. You sent me hours worth of video, and I've seen a lot of it. Which one? During the board meeting. What's in this little? Is it all the board meeting or just a small clip? It's just a small clip of the board meeting. 
I'll reserve objection until I until we get it up so I can see what it is. Okay, we can try again. Open, open to I know okay, so this would be clip number five. Oh. And this is uh, respondent's exhibit. I'd be curious to see. There we go. It's, okay. it's up. Okay, we're, we're in business. Go ahead and play it, please. Okay. I'd be curious to see, get your reaction. Like, is this normal behavior? Um, no. I would say no, it's not normal behavior. Like, I've tried really hard to get to know him and be, like, observant and um, respectful of those because it is a very hard space to work in. And I don't want to bring more harm, if that makes sense. So I'm, I try not to. Um, and I believe that in normal circumstances, he does the same for me. That he, he tries, I see him trying. I see him, you know, thinking of the words he says before he says them and things like that. Um, I don't see it being like a pattern that I see. It's just spontaneous, you know, something here, something there, just like a normal person, you know, have a bad day or something to that effect. Um, Do you, have you enjoyed working with your stuff overall? <laughs> yes. Um, do you, um, like, would your desire to be to kind of push this up and keep going? Do you want to still keep working here? Or after this kind of thing, does it just kind of sour the whole mood and you're pretty much done anyway? No, I would like to continue working. I love my job. Like, I love what I do. I love the connections that I make. I love... I feel like John and I are really a team. And I think for the most part, John and I work really well together. Thank you. And this this is a meeting that occurred on August 30th, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. So this was after all of the abuse disclosures and your <clears throat> your testimony that you claimed that he disclosed your abuse mm -hmm. and that he sexually harassed you. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So you don't mention sexual harassment. You tell the board that you love working with John and that you make a great team. You said that after that meeting, that you texted someone about asking John not to contact you. You haven't presented that text today. Do you have a copy of that text? Um, yes. Okay. I don't know if it is not in So there. would it surprise you then if the, if the board members were to testify that they didn't receive any requests for no contact from you before September 11th? Yes, it would because I asked them, um, I told them it was too hard for me, for him to talk to me or for me to work with him, that I wanted no contact, but um, they didn't have to pay me for those days. I would, I would not be paid, and, but it was too hard for me to have contact with him. And they said that was Your fine, Honor. that I could take the days off. May I approach the witness? Yes. And counsel, just so that uh, we are sure that it's part of the record, uh, your uh, this clip that he just played, is that Respondent's Exhibit 1? Or? 
Yeah, it will be marked as Respondent's Exhibit 1. And I apologize, Your Honor, some of the testimony that was given this morning was not in the stocking injunction or provided to us prior to this. So there may be a couple of things that we didn't provide to the court yesterday, but we'll make sure that we get you copies of them. Yeah, I want to make sure that it's marked and it's identified and it becomes part of the record. So I did consider your objection, Counsel, and I am going to allow Respondent's Exhibit 1 into evidence. Your Honor, I would only... I couldn't tell if it had been edited or cut. It was a compilation that's been edited. Okay. So it needs... That is not the... I kind of thought maybe it had been edited because... It's pieced together like five, six different parts of the meeting into one clip to look like it's one clip. So my objection is that it looks like it's a compilation or that it looks like it was edited. And the court will note that it's a compilation. It's a shortened clip of an hour and 40-some minute long meeting. So I provided to you a document that at the top says... It says text and email evidence. Do you recognize that? And this is something that you prepared, correct? I believe so. This is what you attached as evidence to your motion? Yes, it's the same then, yes. Okay. I just note for the record that I have added some Bates numbers at the bottom to make it easier for us to discuss this document. Okay. I'm going to move that this be admitted as Exhibit 2. Any objection? No, Your Honor. It looks to be identical to what was attached to her request for stalking injunction. Okay. I want to direct you to what is the first page of this exhibit. And on there, there's a date that says August 29, 2022. Do you see that? Okay. And that's the date that you were still employed at Open Stories Foundation? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And this appears to be a text from you about work. Do you see that? And who did you send this to? It looks like Clint, John, and Carrie. Okay. So you sent this text and included John in the text, correct? Yes. They had already started a group text. Okay. And is this the text that you were referring to? In here, you're talking about things that sound similar to what you were saying you said during your conversation about not wanting to be contacted. Most likely. Okay. Thank you. Now I want to go back to what we were talking about before we had the problems with the TV. So I was about to, I don't think I moved to admit it, but I'll move to admit it now. I asked you questions about participating in a podcast dated July 5, 2022 with Christine Burton, correct? That's the day of recording, is that what you're saying? That's my understanding, yes. Is that consistent with your understanding? No. When do you think you participated in that podcast? It seemed earlier to me, June maybe. Okay. But 
I could be wrong. Okay, but you do recall participating in the podcast? Yes, it was a podcast we were recording for his friend, for their posterity. Um, and, and this is a podcast that was broadcast, correct? I was not aware of that. It was a private one we were recording only for his friend. It was not to be broadcast. But as the director of operations, you, you knew that it was going to be broadcast, correct? Not at the time of recording, no. But you knew that it was broadcasted? Yes, later. Okay. Let's go ahead and play. I'll move to admit that as Respondents Exhibit 3. Any objection, counsel? Mm, no. Okay. It, it's admitted. Okay. Go ahead and play it. <laughs> down through the patriarchy of the church that, you know, if you're abused or um, things happen to you, <laughs> you know, as a child, right. that you just forgive. You just, you just you're, you're told to just forgive and, you know, think of eternity and, um, right. you know, that they stand up for the abuser. Right. <laughs> and not the victim. And so, um, yeah, I have some personal stories that way too. And so what you're saying is just touching me. <laughs> like, I feel you. Yeah. And then um, also that it just makes me sad. Okay. So in here, you tell Miss Miss Burton that you have personal stories about abuse within the church, correct? Mm -hmm. How is that? any different than what you claim Mr. DeLynn said about you in the August 10th podcast? Because of the nature of what the podcast was about. Um, there's, that was just in my personal story. Like I didn't say it was me. I didn't say it was what it kind of connection I was making with her right there. It was kind of vague, but I still had empathy for her. I was still feeling what she had gone through because I knew what the connection was. Your Honor, I'm going to move to admit Respondents Exhibit 4. This is a clip of the video um, in which Ms. Camp per uh, participated in the podcast with Mr. DeLynn. That's uh, clip number 3. Any objection, counsel? Let's see what it is. I, so I'm, it's hard to just like say it, but when I was six, I This was, is not the podcast. This is not the podcast. Uh, Stop. That is, okay, that's not the one that... No. Um, which one? Which what? one, Jen? I thought it was... Is that from Mayor Warren's Mormon story? Yeah. Sorry. What's the subject? It's the moment where you were on the podcast. And counsel, to be clear, the court is only going to consider evidence that has been formally admitted. Okay, I got it. Okay, sorry, I had, that was the wrong one. Let, let's play the correct one. And Jen, anything you want to add? No, I'm just excited that we're talking about it and hopefully it will bring some change. Yeah, okay. <laughs> 
And again, we know that, you know, this is personal to all of us, but we know that for you, this is a very personal um, issue as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm sad that this is the weekend I'm out of town, <laughs> so I can't participate in this, but maybe next week if we have a, another another one, I can be there for that. Well, when we do your story, we'll be talking about the fact that you have personal experiences of abuse within a Mormon context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So thanks for joining us. I know this mm-hmm. is hard stuff mm-hmm. to kind of relive. In some ways it can be re-traumatizing, but also hopefully healing, as we hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Great. Okay. So is, is that what you're referring to when you say that he publicly outed you? Yeah, because that was a live podcast. And he did that with virtually identical language to the same language that you used in the exhibit that we just looked at, Respondents Exhibit Number 3. That's him talking with no consent to say those words. I, myself, in the other podcast was connecting with the other woman. I understand. Did you think that John had done that to purposely hurt you? I think he did it on purpose, yes, ma'am. And didn't you leave him a voicemail afterwards telling him that you didn't think that he did it on purpose and that you were okay with it? I don't recall. I know I left him a voicemail um, on my drive home. Um, I don't recall what I said on the voicemail. Um, on my side, it went away as soon as I left it. Um, Your Honor, the, thank you. Your Honor, I'll make sure the respondents exhibit number five. This is any objections? I need to see what it is, Your Honor. Okay, with the previous, uh, with, let's make sure that the, the previous clip, that was, uh, was that was number three. I think the so. It was video three, exhibit four. Exhibit four, okay. That about fine. And so I'm going to no move. So I so you moved to admit exhibit four, and that was the previous uh, clip that he played. And so, uh, counsel, any objection? Not, not to that. Okay, no. so it's received. And then, what are we calling this one? This would be Jen Camp's voice memo to John Delin on August tenth, twenty twenty-two. Respondent exhibit number five. So I'm having some thoughts as I'm driving home, and just wanted to kind of voice them to you. Um, but first, I just want to tell you that. I am not in any way upset at you or feel any animosity towards you or am feeling, you know, hurt by you um, on purpose or anything like that. So I just want to let you know that first of all. Okay. Um then you claimed that you told him that you didn't want him. He offered, you admit that he offered to take it out, correct? The discussion mm-hmm. about him referencing your personal experiences. Right. But you told, you testified that you didn't want him to take it out. Not if he was only gonna take out his part of it. Okay. Um, I'm going to present to you, and I'm sorry, I don't have physical copies of this. This is going to be uh, item number 6443. Can you pull that up? What is it? Image 6443. And, Council, that is getting uh, pulled up uh, with respect to Exhibit 5, any objection? No. Okay, before we receive it. 
Where did you keep the images, Jen? They were. They should be in the same folder. Uh, it's. What's the name of it? It's image six four four three. Um. That may have not gotten transferred. Let me see if I can get it. Okay, sorry. Um, okay. So uh, let's talk about the women's panel. When I say the women's panel, do you know what I'm referencing? Mm -hmm. This is the podcast that you testified about recording where it was just you and other women, correct? Correct. Mm -hmm. And you specifically discussed your abuse during during that panel, correct? Yes, ma'am. You went into specific details about it. I believe so. Yes. Um, did you did you ever ask John to watch it and provide you any sort of feedback about your performance on that podcast? He had texted, I believe, in the Slack thing, alluding to that he had had watched it, which I did not know he was going to do and so if he had watched it I that's when I went up to him and said did you watch it or did you just pop in okay. like you said so and he said he just popped in he didn't watch it okay so you so you knew that he had watched at least part of it whatever popped in for a moment means and you didn't object and say you shouldn't have done that I asked if he had watched my specific thing and he said no and you said you asked him for feedback i asked if he had watched it and if he had i was going i wanted to hear his feedback you have the we're, we're trying right now so. can you help us, Jen, can you help us please? yeah your honor can i have just one minute yeah. sorry They were on them. Right, but where did you copy it to? They should have all been in the same folder. I have them all these that Sir, could I get another water? Thank you. this coming back to to this women women's panel podcast mm -hmm. 
when you specifically discussed your abuse as a child, mm -hmm. going into specific details about what had happened. Mm -hmm. Did you schedule for that uh, podcast to be aired? I think there were many discussions about when it was going to be aired, um, or if it was at all. Um, it went back and forth many, many times because I didn't want anyone else to edit it, to watch it, and so I had to see if there was some way to edit it to still use it. Um, Didn't you propose to send it in a text that you sent to Mr. DeLynn proposing that it be aired? Sure. Okay. But there might have been, but that was if I could come up with something that worked. From it. And then after this August 10th podcast where you claimed that, that Mr. DeLynn outed you about mm -hmm. child abuse, mm -hmm. didn't you agree to be interviewed about your abuse on the 22nd? Yeah, I think that was already agreed. So we you planned before then to be interviewed prior to the August 10th date? We, yes, we planned a few times and I kept pushing it out because I wasn't ready. To, I think we've been planning, he's been asking since March of that year, um, and it kept getting pushed out. So pushed just out. since March, you had talked about being interviewed on Mormon stories right. about your stories of abuse. Right. No, just my story. Your story. And There's you, a lot more to my story than abuse. But in, including that you were abused. Yes, ma'am. It would have been part of the story. Thank you. Um, I wanted to direct you back to exhibit number two. And this time is this in your packet or yes okay the, the the item that i handed to you okay janet wants your huh? it wants your address your i'm sorry your, your honor i'm so sorry it wants your item number two of the evidence that you submitted okay so this is the text that you referred to in your earlier testimony is the august 31st text is that correct i believe so that's the date that you put on it when you're preparing the okay. packet right yeah it looks like it's on the text and the, and this is while you're still employed by by mormon stories correct yes okay and it appears to be a text from Mr. DeLynn asking if you'll have a conversation with him, correct? Correct. Great. Um, and it looks like at the bottom of that page, this is page two of exhibit two, mm -hmm. that there's a date, September 10th, 2022. That mm -hmm. appears to be the date for the text and emails that you included on exhibit, or on pages 2.03 through 2.07, correct? I believe so. Yes. Okay. And if you turn your attention to pages 2.03 through 2.07, this appears to be a rather lengthy text, but more or less one communication. Would you agree with that? Yeah, text and video. Yes. Um, yes. 
And in it, if you look okay, about, we have our back okay. to I'll come back to that in a minute. Um, if you look about three quarters of the way down the text on the first page, it, Mr. Dillon indicates that um, he's trying to reconcile with you. Would you agree that that's what appears to be the purpose of this text communication? Three. 2.03, yes. Yeah, he's talking about the video that was included with the text messages. And he says that, that the purpose, his purpose in sending it to you is because he wants to reconcile with you, correct? I don't say reconcile. Okay. Let me direct your attention. Well, so three quarters of the way down 2.03, he says. Oh, okay, I see it now. And then let me direct your attention now to 2.06. Okay. This appears to be an email that was sent on the same day, correct? Yes, it looks to be. And would you agree with me that this is identical to the text that we just reviewed on pages 2.03 and 2.04? And and you see that at the top, the what is the subject matter of this email? What page is that on? Uh, Two point oh six. Reconciliation. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, if you'll now direct your attention to two point oh eight. Okay. Uh, this appears to be a message from you, correct? Yes, ma'am. Who are you sending this to? Um, the board, uh, Clint Martin, Carrie Whitbeck, John Dillon, and Marky Dillon. Okay, so you sent this text to Mr. Dillon and other other members of Open Stories, correct? Yes, ma'am. And in here, you you say that this is where you're asking for the, Mr. Dillon not to contact you any further, correct? Mm -hmm. And Mr. Uh, Mr. Martin agrees that that won't happen, correct? Correct. And when you are talking about the emails, videos, and texts, are you are you referencing the texts that were sent to you on September 10th? I think I'm referencing all of the texts and emails and videos that you sent to me. So since I asked for no communication um, before the board meeting. Okay, so looking through your packet where you've attached those texts, um, you'd be referencing Exhibit 2.02, which is the one text on August 31st where he asked if you want to have a conversation with him while you're still employed. And then the, the set of communications on September 10th where he's acting, asking to reconcile. I'm talking about my text to the board. I texted the board asking for a no communication. Oh, sorry, let me make sure you understand my question. Okay. When, so in your text to the board where you ask for no communication, uh -huh. you say that you've been receiving emails, videos, and texts. Yes, ma'am. Are those the two that I just referenced, the, the text that you'd received?
There were more, there were, that's what I'm trying to say, there were more. Okay, but you haven't included them as, as evidence here. Right, but we talked about them. Okay. Um, after this text that you sent to the board, mm -hmm. have you received any communication from Mr. DeLynn? Has he texted you? No. Has he emailed you? No, not me, no. Has he called you? No. Is this the last time that you spoke with the Open Stories Board about Mr. DeLynn? Um, without using my lawyer. Okay, so you're the last communication that you had with them without counsel. Okay. I believe so. Let's turn now to uh, what's been marked as, or the 2.09 is the number at the bottom. And you represented that this was a letter from your counsel asking Mr. DeLynn not to contact you, correct? Correct. Had, and I'm assuming because you just said you hadn't received anything else from Mr. DeLynn that he hadn't actually contacted you since you sent that text to the board, right? Direct contact? No. Okay, so this is three days later. Had you received any contact from Mr. DeLynn between the 11th and the 14th? No, no direct contact. Okay. So, so your, so this is basically your counsel confirming your request that he that he not contact you. Right. Okay. Um, okay. Let's turn now to what's been marked as 2.10. Um, this appears to be a web page and a number of texts from Radio Free Mormon. Do you see that? Mm -hmm. Do you have any evidence to show? that Mr. DeLynn has any control over what Radio Free Mormon posts? Yes. He, he was the one that gave him the private board meeting to post. So yes. Do you have any actual evidence that he did that? It was either him or one of the two board members. You, you understand, don't you, that that board meeting has been, that you understand that you've been sued, correct, by Mr. DeLynn? Yes. Have you received a copy of that complaint? Yes, I did on February 17th. May I approach your honor? Yes. of the complaint that you received? It looks to be, yes. And you were made aware of this complaint on, when were you made aware of this complaint? February 17th. You weren't, you had no idea that this complaint had been filed prior to then? A lawsuit against, for me? Mm -hmm. Well, I had filed a lawsuit against John DeLine on the 16th of January, and he had filed a counter to that lawsuit. Um, right now, I just want you to respond with respect to the, the lawsuit that I handed to you. Okay. When were you first made aware of that lawsuit? 
on the 17th of February. You had no idea that it had been filed against you at any time prior to February 17th. Not that I recall. Okay. Will you turn to the last page of that of that complaint? What, what page number are you? It, it's the very last page. Oh, oh, sorry. Let's let's move to admit this as respondent exhibit number five. Any objection, counsel? It's six. Oh, yeah, six. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. your time. Uh, if it's going to be admitted for a illustrative purposes only, but I don't want this to become a circus about this litigation because that is not what this is about. Right. So that would be my objection, Your Honor. Thank you. Do you see the last page of what's been marked as respondents exhibit number six? What page are you on? It's it's the very last very page. Last. So, yes. people, mm -hmm. so I'll just represent to you that that is an exhibit to the complaint that's been served against you, and it is a copy of the board meeting. Okay. Did you understand that the board meeting was part of the public record, and that anybody can access the board meeting? No. So you don't know then, do you, where Mr. Radio Free Mormon got the got a copy of the board meeting. Well, that was after it was posted. This, if you look at the second, sorry, third to last page, you'll see that this was filed on February the 7th. With that attachment? Yes, ma'am. Did you say February 7th or 2nd? 7th. Okay, sorry. So you would agree with me that, that this complaint was filed prior to Mr. Radio Free Mormon publishing anything about about the board meeting. I'm sorry, I'm a little confused. It's fine. It's fine. Where where was this? This is the first time I've gotten something from your side as a lawsuit against me. Okay, I understand. So with with the have you ever in any of your social media podcasts discussed what happened at the august 25th board meeting i'm sure in part in fact you've referenced open stories in at least eight of your social media postings haven't you probably and in those those social those public forums you have made allegations about Mr. DeLynn and about the Open Stories Board, haven't you? I told my story and what happened and the truth of it, yes. Do you deny claiming that Mr. DeLynn had sexually harassed more than 19 women plus you in the last 12 years? No, I, never, I did not say that. Sexual harassed? No, ma'am, I did not say that. What did you, what do you claim that you said? I said that there's a Google document out that has 19 women's names on it that was published in the Salt Lake Tribune that they state um, 
John Dolan has been harmful to them. So you or deny that in some way. So you deny ever saying in any of your podcasts that Mr. Dolan had acted inappropriately to you and a number of former employees. I don't know if I used in those words, but I I do believe those 19 women on that paper. So you have you talked to them personally? No. So what is the basis for your belief? Looking at evidence online. What evidence is that? Um, their personal posts. On, on their social media sites? Um, different social media sites. So for every single one of those 19 women, you did research to make sure that when you were making those claims about Mr. DeLynn that they were accurate? No, I know that they put their name on the paper and I read from the paper that they signed their names on what they were stating was truth for them. So you relied entirely on this this paper that you reference? I, I believed the women that were on the paper, on the Google document. Right. And that's what you relied on when you made those statements about Mr. Dillon. Uh, Judge Younger, I, what statements are, I, I'm sorry, maybe I didn't follow. The abuse statements that he abused former employees. There's a Google document that Kate Kelly put out. Um, that I need to answer my question and not respond to your counsel. She'll have an opportunity to ask okay. you questions. So that was what you were relying on when you made those statements. Yeah, I was relying on them telling the truth. And when you made, and I did know some of them, and I did research on some of them. Yes. Which ones did you know? Did I do research on? Which ones do you know personally? None. Okay. Which ones did you do research on? Kate Kelly, Amy Gibbs Scrubs, forget her, um, um, Anne, um, anyone else? Yeah, there is, and I can't remember her name. Um, Sorry, I'm trying to remember her name. It's gone out of my mind. Um, but she was a board member, so, I believe, so or a director people. of operations for Open Stories Foundation. So four people that were on that list. No, I just can't recall right now the names, but I did look up quite a few of them, almost all. And what? And in your social media podcast, did you claim that Mr. Delin had physically threatened you? and intimidated you? I said I felt threatened and intimidated okay. in the meeting on the 25th of August. Yes, ma'am. So don't you think that Mr. DeLynn has a right to file a lawsuit and include evidence that refutes those claims? Objection, Your Honor. It's not relevance. She's arguing that the disclosure of this board meeting was some was somehow intended to hurt her when it was disclosed through a litigation related to comments that she had made during her podcast. Overall. Thank you. When you saw that that board meeting had been released, you just you testified earlier you didn't review it. 
I started to watch it, and it was so upsetting to me that I could not finish it. I turned it off. So you have, you have no reason to believe that it's not an accurate copy of what actually happened during that board meeting? I read the transcripts of some of it, and so, I don't know. And during that board meeting, you were still employed by Open Stories, correct? Yes. And that's the same board meeting where you told the boards that you enjoyed working with John, that you made a great team and you wanted to continue working with him, right? Right. There are times like that and there are times not. Sure. Um, I want to direct your attention to your last page, the last page of what you uh, filed. It's 2.19 and I believe your counsel referred to it as F. This is an email that you claim was sent to your employer. Yes, sir. Are, is anybody from your employer here today? No. And other than pure speculation, do you have any reason to believe that Mr. DeLynn was the one who sent this? No, I just know that um, the wording and then the video and that when he got the stocking protection order that they stopped. So this is the, was this the only email that your employer ever received? Four different people received emails. Okay, but the same email? No, I don't believe they were all the same. Were they all from the same person? You haven't yes. presented this evidence, okay. So, so you have, so other than the fact that the board meeting was attached, you have no reason no way to connect to this email to Mr. DeLynn. And we just, as we just discussed, that board meeting is part of the public record, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, and then last thing, or last, at least last thing with this exhibit, I want to direct your attention to exhibit, or to page number 2.18. Do you see that? Yes. So this is a screenshot, um, it appears to be a screenshot of your Instagram page, is that correct? Yes, the Instagram Live. Okay, your Instagram Live feed, and this mm -hmm. is on February 12, 2023? Yes. And your testimony is that John DeLynn appeared in the, in the list of people who were viewing, correct? Yes. Is, did he make any comments? No. Did he say anything or attempt to participate in any way? No, I asked him to get off and he didn't. Okay, so this is your Instagram account, correct? Yes, and it's a public account, correct? Yes. And it's an account, well, at the time it was, I have now made it not public because of this. Okay, but you, in no time prior to this, did you have any reason or did you block Mr. Glenn from accessing your live stream account? I had thought I had, but it became apparent to me that it was not. And is this the same, is this an account, one of the accounts that you've made public comments about your experience with Open Stories? Um, yes. Mm -hmm. And this was, this occurred after the date that the lawsuit was filed against you, right? I don't know when you guys filed that. I became aware of it on the 17th of February. Have you ever, since you left Mormon Stories, watched any of the podcasts that Mr. DeLynn does? 
I don't believe so, no. no. You And you've never made any comments about any of the podcasts that he's done on your social media? People have sent me clips about them, of them, and I have commented on those. So you did view the, the clips that he made? I viewed clips that people have sent to me. But of his podcast? Correct, yes. Are you aware of him ever mentioning you specifically by name in any of those podcasts? No, I was the only one left out of being mentioned. Um, and you, earlier in your testimony, you mentioned that you had also filed a lawsuit against against Mr. DeLine. Do you recall that testimony? Yeah. Okay. On your podcast, did you tell all of your viewers that you had no intention of ever serving that complaint? Yes, because I found out that Johns was using the board's money um, to fight my lawsuit, and that didn't feel right to me. So you filed the lawsuit without ever planning on serving it? Correct. I was debating at the time I filed it, and then I confirmed the decision after. Thank you. Um, let me just look at my... And after you received the stocking injunction, did you publicly post about the fact that you had received a stocking injunction against Mr. DeLynn? I had promised on my podcast where I had told my story um, on the new created podcast. You can just answer yes or no. Did you post on your podcast that you had received a stalking injunction against Mr. DeLynn? I told them that I could not answer the questions that they had submitted. But you did post about it, didn't you? I did say that there... Did you mention that it was a temporary stalking injunction? I didn't know it was at the time. And did you mention that it would be subject to an evidentiary hearing? I think I just said with the evidence I presented, I received a stalking protection order. And with it going into court I now, I could not answer the questions that people had submitted. Your Honor, I'm going to move to admit Respondents Exhibit Number 7. And Your Honor, I can't until I know what it is. This is... Is this what you posted about the stocking injunction? Yes, ma'am. And if the court decides to dissolve the stocking injunction today, are you going to post that the stocking injunction was dissolved based on evidence? Why would you keep 
No. No further questions, Your Honor. Counsel, I'll allow brief redirect. Her packet, is it number six? It's basically the exhibits that you attach to your uh, request for the stocking injunction. And it's small, but the, the prep is really small. Um, was um, this email? Who's John Briggs? Is that, is, did I get that name right? John Briggs. He's my current employer. Okay, is he like your supervisor? He's the owner of the company. Okay, so he owns the company. Mm -hmm. Did he forward this email to you? Yes, ma'am. Do you receive email from John Briggs? Yes. Because he's your supervisor? Yeah, he's the owner. He's you, my supervisor. Owner. <laughs> Do you recognize his email address there? I mean, it's small. Sorry. I'm not on that page, but I'm sure if it's John at Insight Tax, then that is him. Okay. And then up at the, there's like a little, at the, right under Monday, February 13th, and then underlined email sent from his What page are you on again? I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. The last page. Last page of hers? Yes. Okay. Is that your name at the top, Jen Camp? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Did he forward that email to you? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And so do you have any reason to think that it wasn't from him to your email account? No. Mr. Briggs? No. Okay. And I think you testified that it include, included an attachment of the board meeting? Mm -hmm. And did it also include uh, an attachment of the complaint filed? Yes, ma'am. Um, and that's the complaint that uh, Ms. Tomchap went over with you, correct? Mm -hmm. I believe so, yes. Okay. Now let's take a look at our Exhibit F in the binder. Yes. Jess, who is Jess Berry? She's the HR department of my new company. Okay, so she works with you? Yeah, she's... Do you recognize her email address on this email? Yes. Okay, and um, did she forward this to you? Yes, ma'am. Okay, and it's a forwarded message from Jen Campsuit, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, did, did this also include the copy of the complaint filed, the link, mm -hmm. uh, and the YouTube video for the yes board meeting. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the next page, and it looks like it's upside down. I'm sorry for that. Um, I guess that's just that's also just Barry that you forwarded to me, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. So you recognize her email address and this, this was provided to you, which you provided to me. Um, right. Okay. Uh, the, the one before that, 
was from the secretary, info at Inside Tax. So she had forwarded that to Jess, and then Jess had forwarded it to me. Oh. That was the secretary that got one. Okay. And then the other one was just from Jess. Okay. So we have basically three different individuals. Yeah, there's a fourth that I got later. Okay. On after. And they include a copy of the complaint that you went, went through. Um, mm -hmm. has on the last page, um, I guess a link, a YouTube link, a link mm -hmm. uh, to that video. Mm -hmm. um, and did was it your understanding that was filed on or about February 7th? That's what Jen says. Okay. I didn't hear about it till the 17th. Okay. So it was filed on February 7th. Mm -hmm. Had that video of the board meeting been disclosed prior to February 7th? No, ma'am. Um, so that was the first time that it, the video of the board meeting had been disclosed? I don't remember when Radio Free Mormon posted that. All right. So the date, I'm sorry. Let's take a look at what you attached to okay. your, and we're just going to use her, her nice packet. Um, okay. Exhibit 2.10. Okay. And at the top of that page, mm -hmm. it says November 16th, 2022. Oh, 2.10. Yeah. Okay. Was his podcast, what he put out there, about that board meeting? I mean, maybe I'm, I've misunderstood. I mean, did he discuss that board meeting? Arnthan was the one who posted the board meeting. Pardon me? With right. Corbin yes. was the one who posted the board meeting. Okay, so did he post the board meeting then on November 16th, 2022? I, I don't know. Okay. So the, you're, you don't know for sure if it had been released prior to the filing of the complaint. Right. Okay. And then I just know that that, like I just show him lying about me um, as a lawyer and a friend of John Doran, he lied about me on a Reddit ex-Mormon space where John replied. Okay, that, that might be my misunderstanding. Yeah, it was John replied, and then I had to go to my lawyer and say, hey, Radio Free Mormon, in this message where John Dolan also replied and a couple other co-hosts replied, said that you had fired me and were laughing about how my lawyer fired me. And... Um, I went back to my lawyer and said, this is what their state is saying on Reddit. And he um, told me to let me know, let him know who the name of the person was and who that lawyer was that was lying. And so I gave him Radio Free Mormon's name and he issued a, um, I think he called it a gag order or a like, yeah, cease and okay. desist. So, so Mr. Delan responded to what that lawyer That feed, yes. Okay, um, so, and talked about you. And objection, I'm sorry, I, I 
I don't. I think that question was ambiguous. I wasn't really understanding Not very what, to be. <laughs> what, what, what you were asking about what Mr. Dillon responded to. I just want to make sure that we have a right. record. If I understood you correctly, <laughs> you um, just when I pointed you to um, page 10, uh -huh. um, 2.10. Yes. Did you just testify that Mr. Dillon responded to these comments on Reddit? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And did he respond about you? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Hopefully I did better. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ms. Camp, did you put everything you could possibly think of in your stocking injunction request? No. You know, because I got to work and then everyone told me about the emails and I got scared. Like, I got scared and I didn't know how, like, what to do. So I went online and I looked how to make it stop okay. and found the email address of the, the court. I contacted the clerk, she sent me some papers, told me how to fill them out. I filled them out, I sent them in, she said you did it wrong, <laughs> sent them back to me. I fixed the things that she said and I sent them in all within like three hours. So is it fair to say that you might not have included everything? It, yes. And that maybe we testified today? It was what I could grab from what I had at work. Got it. Um, and I think there was some questioning about, um, from council, how you talked for two thirds of that board meeting. Um, did you feel that you had the opportunity to discuss the concerns that you thought were gonna be the topic of the, the board meeting? No, ma'am. Okay. And that's why I sent them to that after and then requested another meeting because he shouldn't have been there according to policy and should not be involved in the investigation at all according to policy. Okay. So you did not have the opportunity to tell them everything that you wanted to explain? Correct. Okay. And would you have felt comfortable doing so with Mr. Dillon on the, in the meeting anyway? No. And that's why I requested him not to be there. Okay. Um, and there was was uh, some indication that that you were uh, conciliatory, and uh, when he was on there, is it okay if he's here? And you responded. Mm -hmm. um, uh, did you feel like you had a choice? Do you feel like you had the ability to say no? He needs to get off. You know, at the time, I felt. My job was on the, like I felt already threatened, my job was already threatened. And is that because um, you had had that bad meeting with Mr. Dillon on the 20th? That was before the meeting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, before the meeting, he had sent you? That same day. Though. Okay. And then the bad meeting? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so you felt like you had no power? Right. I just, and then when I got on, to the meeting, I did not expect him to be there. And I think it was just, 
I was shocked that he was there and I felt my job was already threatened and I just I guess at the time right when I got on when I saw that he was there I kind of felt like it was a they had already made a decision like it was a foregone conclusion? Yeah, like it was kind of like they, I, I lost hope at that moment, to be honest. Okay. That things would be carried out the way that the policy said. Okay. Uh, uh, your question about whether you sent a text message to uh, Mr. Martin about mm -hmm. requesting no contact. Mm -hmm. And I think during your testimony, you said you called him on the phone and app to talk about the setting up that meeting, correct? We talked on the way to my car, we talked for 26 minutes. Okay. Because you have told him during that that phone conversation you don't want to? I did. Oh, okay. Yes. To those those emails um, does mr. Dolan have any special knowledge about um, for me as a, as kind of a dummy in this area like the computers and how they work and email and all that kind of yes and how why would you know that before the podcast he was a Microsoft computer programmer okay so at their headquarters in Seattle okay so um, and those emails, you said the language. Where have you seen that language before? Um, in his lawsuit. Okay. Uh, when you look at that, the complaint, who else is listed as a party in that complaint? Which complaint? Uh, the, Sorry. The, the lawsuit that the, um, the, the council gave you a copy. Okay. If you look at the front page, mm -hmm. who is listed as a party? Jennifer Camp and individuals and those one through ten of okay, what about that? Who, who's listed? Um, Open Stories Foundation. Anybody else? And Arizona Liability Company and John Dillon, an individual. Okay. Anybody else? Not that I see. Um, and we know who the board members are. Right. Right. So that'd be Mr. Martin and Miss with that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So those are the people who would know about the lawsuit. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And their counsel. Sure. And both of them are here today. Right. And so who else do you think, um, is there anybody else who would know about that lawsuit that would want to send it to Objection you? Objection calls for speculation. Sustained. Is there anybody else that you're aware of that knew about that lawsuit? Same objection. Uh, I'm asking this about one, This one's phrased a little differently, counsel. Uh, go ahead, overall. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, are you, at the time these emails were received at your work, um, were you aware of anybody else who knew of the lawsuit they had to file? No. You didn't know of anybody else? No. And I think you said you weren't aware yourself until you were served. The 17th of February. Is that the day you were served? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Uh, and, and Your Honor, I would need to admit all the documents uh, attached to her 
request for the civil stalking injunction. Uh, it's pretty much been already admitted. Right, and so... And, and then also her request. Okay, and looking at, so I have uh, plaintiffs, a uh, binder with, uh, I mean, with the petitioners A, B, C, D, E, and F, and I didn't see, let's see. And so, Council, are you moving to admit um, exhibits A through F? Uh, we talked about Exhibit A, and in fact, it, um, um, Council questioned her on that, so I'd move to admit A. Any objections? Uh, no, Your Honor. Not with the Exhibit A. Okay, it's admitted. Okay. Um, exhibit B is a copy of, I think you testify as a copy of the board policy and what you had submitted to the board. Yes. Any objection? to be that's the policy I, I do have an objection to this exhibit your honor because it includes additional text that weren't discussed and there hasn't been a foundation that's laid for them all right so um i would move to admit just a copy of the policy, which copy is the policy? so it'd be b1 b2 and b3 which is the policy. The portal uh, receive of those uh, pages and will not receive the last page, the last two pages that have uh, text messages. Thank you. Um, with regard to Exhibit C, um, Council did uh, question uh, the witness and the witness did testify about the contents of that and I would move to admit Exhibit. See. Any objection, Council? Your Honor, I'm sorry that I don't recall the specific questioning about this. It may have happened, but I know that this is already part of another exhibit. Right. So <laughs> I'm, going to, um, I'm going to receive them. Okay. Uh, and then Exhibit D is her request for stalking injunction. And, I'll and the attachments. I'd move to admit that. And not to see counsel. Um, as far as exhibit E goes, the purpose of that um, was demonstrative. And then exhibit F would move to admit those emails. Any objection to exhibit F? No, Your Honor. Okay. Uh, Your Honor. Hey, thank you. Council, any recalls? Just Brief. very briefly. Okay. And may I ask the court um, for a brief, like a very minor extension of my of my cross of her? We had some, I know, we had some technical difficulties. We had some exhibits that we had trouble pulling up, and I for, because of that, I forgot to ask her about those exhibits. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, you'll remember when I questioned you before, I asked you. Um, whether you had asked John to critique your your testimony or sorry your your women's panel broadcast mm -hmm. and all that yeah. and you and you testified that you had not wanted him to watch it and that you were very concerned about him watching it do you recall that testimony yes but I also said when he meant when he was writing 
in the Slack messages and alluded to watching it that if he had watched it I had wanted to I have his. I understand um, I'm gonna move to it well let's if anybody let's pull haven't up, let's pull up image six four three seven so we're gonna make that bigger do you do you recognize this as a communication that you exchanged with mr. Dillon about the women's voices panel um, I'll need to read it let me just direct your attention to three quarters of the way down the text um, where it identifies you, Jen Camp, uh, mm -hmm. communicating at 4.13 p.m. Do you see that? Mm -hmm. And you say, did you watch it? I'd love to talk about it. Do you see that? Right. Thank you. I'd move to admit respondents exhibit number. That's what I was talking about earlier. Any objection, counsel? No. Okay, it's received. Okay. And then I also asked you what, whether you had scheduled the, the women's panel where you discussed your abuse extensively mm -hmm. to be aired. Do you recall that questioning? Yes. Okay, can you please pull up exhibit 6440? And do you see, do you recognize this text as a communication between, between you and Mr. Dillon on July 26, 2022 about what, uh, what stories you want to post for that next week between the calendar for next week what mormon story would you like to air this coming monday do you see that mm -hmm. i'd move to admit respondents exhibit number nine any objection no objection it's received and you see on there that you that one of the ones one of the broadcasts that you want to air that next week is the women's voices panel do you see that Yes, I was giving him all the options that were recorded at the time. Great, thank you. Mm -hmm. um, okay, now during your lawyer's redirect, she asked you if John DeLynn had replied to any of these posts on Radio Free Mormon. Do you recall that testimony? On Radio Free Mormon. So, sorry, let me bring you back. We were discussing some some posts that were made on Radio Free Mormon about about the board meeting. Do you recall that? Uh-huh. And you testified that Mr. DeLynn commented on that on that post. Do you recall that testimony? Sorry, I recall the testimony of him commenting on the Reddit post. Oh, okay. Thank you for that clarification. <laughs> so you, you, so you recall testifying that he commented on the Reddit post. Yes, ma'am. About the Radio Free Mormon broadcast, correct? No, just about me. Ah, I see. Um, did you bring a copy of that post today? Um, I can. Yes. Well, I can pull it up for you. No, and sorry, and let me be more specific. Have you? Did you bring a copy of Mr. Delin commenting on that post? No, I only brought the lies of that Radio Free Mormon said and my lawyer's okay. rebuttal to them. Um, but you didn't attach it to your stalking injunction and you didn't bring it to present as evidence today, correct? Correct, but I do have it here if and you then, want to submit it. And then you testified earlier that you didn't know that, that, uh, that there had been a complaint filed against you until February 17th. Do you recall that? Yes, this this particular one. 
Yes, the complaint that Mr. Dillon filed against you for defamation. Yes, if we're talking about this one that he filed, not his counter, to my lawsuit, then this one... The one that I provided to you, let's see. Yes. That's Respondent's Exhibit No. 6. Respondent's Exhibit No. 6. This is the first time, February 17th, I believe, is the first time that I knew that that was... that they were suing me and not a counter to the lawsuit I put in in January. I could be wrong, but that's what I remember. So, in what your counsel presented as Exhibit No. F, it shows an email to your employer attaching the complaint. Do you recall that exhibit? On February 14th? Yeah, do you have Petitioner's Exhibit F in front of you? What is the date of that email? That they send it to me? Yes. The 14th of February. Okay. And didn't you comment on a post where Radio Free Mormon read the complaint out on its post? So, sorry, let me ask a better question. So, on February 9th, Radio Free Mormon posted, read the complaint on its podcast, correct? I believe so. You commented on that post, didn't you? What did I say? Oh, February 8th. I'm sorry. On February 8th, you commented on that post, didn't you? I remember commenting on Radio Free Mormon's post one time, yes. Okay. Can we go ahead and pull that up? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. So, do you recognize this as a comment that you made on a post where they publicly read the complaint that had been filed against you? No, that's the countersuit. And I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about as a countersuit. There's never been a countersuit filed against you. I believe there was. No. I promise you that there's not. The only lawsuit that's been filed against you is what I've provided to you as Respondent's Exhibit No. 6. Okay, that to me is a whole new lawsuit. So, I might be confused, but this is a comment about the countersuit after I filed in January. You guys filed a countersuit to that. And then in February 17th, I received, I believe to be, a whole separate lawsuit that is against me. So, I'll represent to you that this Radio Free Mormon post that you're commenting on is him reading, word for word, Respondent's Exhibit No. 6. So, you understood that the allegations, you heard the allegations made against you. You may not have realized that it was a separate lawsuit, but you understood the allegations that had been made against you. I understood the countersuit against my lawsuit. Okay. Yes. Okay. On February 8th. I'm assuming 
I don't see a date on that. And you filed this motion for a stocking injunction on what date? The 14th of February. Great. No further questions, Your Honor. Just one, one follow-up. Why did you file the request for the stocking injunction? Because I was scared. And did it follow those emails to your employer? Yes, ma'am. And I think you testified that. Yes, ma'am, I did. Thank you. That's it. Thank you. Counsel, uh, can this witness be excused? Are we done with her testimony? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Any other uh, witnesses? Uh, Your Honor, I don't plan on calling anybody else. Thank you. All right, so if you're going to rest, uh, are you, counsel, planning on calling anyone? Um, I would like to make a brief motion to the court that it makes a directed decision, and but if the court denies that, then I do have witnesses here prepared to testify. I am going to deny the motion, counsel. Uh, so go ahead and put on any witnesses if, if that's your intention. Would the would the court give me a few minutes? Would sorry? Would the would the court allow me to to argue the motion for for a few minutes? I promise it will be quick. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. Your Honor, is this the motion she, you, she just denied? This is, um, she wants to. Okay. She wants to put it on the record. Argument Got it. Make a record of it. Go ahead. Your Honor, there's no question that this stocking injunction should be dissolved and that attorney's fees should be award, awarded against us under Section 78B7701, subsections 10 and 14. You've heard all of the evidence. And listening to that evidence, you can only reach one conclusion. Ms. Camp, in her stocking injunction, has referred to one communication. It was a set of communications. It was an identical text and email that's occurred six months ago on September 10th. She admitted that she has had no further texts, emails, phone calls, or any direct attempts by Mr. DeLynn to contact her. To the extent that she has argued that there is any other type of, of contact, it's pure speculation. She, she points to two things. She points to a, an email, for, or sorry, a Radio Free Mormon podcast, which is a public podcaster who Mr. Dillon has no control over what they post. And if you look at what they actually posted, they posted something that was a matter of a public record at the time. If, and the other thing she, that she points to, to to claim other contacts was that uh, was that email that was sent to her employer. But there is absolutely no evidence to show that Mr. Delin presented that per, sorry made that contact with the employer. Based on that evidence, the only evidence that she's provided is shows that there's been six months of no contact. She hasn't even established a prima facie case here. She hasn't shown any conduct, let alone a course of conduct of an intentional, uh, intentionally directed at her by Mr. DeLynn. Nor has she shown any conduct that would cause a reasonable person to, in, to have, uh, sorry, to experience emotional distress or fear. She did make some comments about the about abuse or the disclosure of her abuse, but as the court saw, 
the disclosure that Mr. DeLynn allegedly made is virtually identical to a disclosure that she herself made and was followed up by a voicemail saying, I know you didn't do it on purpose and I'm okay with it. And then she repeatedly tried to air and broadcast other podcasts that went into even more detail than what Mr. DeLynn did. So she hasn't shown that there's any conduct that an objective person would find to create fear or emotional distress. And that is the standard, is an objective person. But we also know that she subjectively didn't feel that fear. I know that she got up there and she cried. But the evidence shows that she didn't ask the board to tell Mr. DeLynn not to contact her. She didn't ask her counsel to tell Mr. DeLynn not to contact her after that initial September 11th. She didn't file a report with the police or even take steps to block him on social media. What happened, and it's clear here, is that Ms. Camp was upset that she got sued. And really ironically, because although Mr. DeLynn has gone out of his way not to make any public mention of Ms. Camp other than filing a lawsuit, she has repeatedly made social media podcasts about him, saying derogatory and defamatory statements about him. And then she's upset because he has the nerve to go on a public live stream, which, you know, if you take evidence, we can proffer because we've already submitted it to the court. He didn't even want to gather evidence for his defamation claim. Here, she hasn't made a prima facie showing. There's no way she can carry her burden of a preponderance of the evidence to meet the two claims that you have to meet for showing a public stalking injunction. Instead, this is a mere PR ploy by her that she posted about on social media as soon as she got the stalking injunction in an effort to get revenge against Mr. DeLynn, to get likes for her social media following, and to cause him emotional distress. For that reason, we ask that the court direct its judgment and deny and dissolve this injunction now. Thank you. Counsel, any response? It's almost like a closing argument. Your Honor, I request that you deny the respondent's motion. I do believe that there is sufficient evidence presented through the course of conduct of more than one occasion and that it was intentionally and knowingly directed to her and he knew or should have known that it was going to cause her or cause a reasonable person to fear for their own safety or to suffer other emotional distress. On the stand, it was evident from the testimony of the witness providing her background, what her history is, and who she is as that reasonable person in her circumstances and the case law says you've got to look at those circumstances that she does fear for her safety and that she has suffered emotional distress. There are more than, here's the thing, 
you know, oh, she talked to somebody about her sexual abuse. Me as a man, I guess I can talk about that too. That is her story to tell. She should be able to control how it is dispersed and if it is dispersed at all. That is not his place. Um, it, it's offensive that counsel, a bigger part, it's offensive that any man should think that that is okay, um, particularly under the circumstances where they had a close working relationship and they're dealing in an environment where people are very vulnerable and going through a lot. Um, I believe uh, Ms. Camp testified how leaving a religion that you were raised in um, and finding solace with others who are similarly situated uh, creates the certain sense of vulnerability. And that is the environment that these individuals were in. And that needs to be respected and acknowledged. And it was not his place. That's just one uh, incident. There are more. There are at least one, two, three. Three or four requests of no contact by Mr. Delenn. Uh, she testified that she spoke with Mr. Martin about that. She testified that the policy um, at OSF required no contact and that he not participate uh, about uh, in that meeting where she wanted to talk about her complaints. It sounds very clear to me that there was a major misunderstanding by the board about what that meeting was supposed to be, what, about what was supposed to take place, or they knew exactly what they were doing um, when that meeting took place. Either way, she had made the request. She testified that she made the request for no contact. When Mr. Delenn reached out again to talk about coming back to do um, some, some work and please can, you know, reconcile, watch this video, I haven't even told my wife about it and don't disclose it to anybody else. Uh, she again reaches out. Another, please don't contact me. This has to stop. Uh, so she made it clear she didn't want to have the contact. Her attorney made it clear that she didn't want to have the contact. And since then, Mr. Delenn um, shows up on her social media. Yeah, you know, anybody I guess can show up on the social media. But she said, don't contact me. And then when he does show up, she says, John, you're not welcome here. Please go. She takes the steps to make it um, private. She testified she thought she had already done so. She had done so with her other social media um, environments. He didn't leave. She wanted him, she asked him, didn't leave. And then all of a sudden, her employer, her new employer, who she's never told Mr. Delenn about, gets four emails saying, this woman is awful. She is making all these slanderous and false allegations against her former employer and you need to know about it. Uh, and by the way, here's a copy of the complaint and here's a copy of the board meeting that took place. I don't know why her new employer needs to know about that. And if it wasn't Mr. Delin, who are the other people that had a copy of that complaint? I find it unlikely that it would have been anybody who works for either of his attorneys or his counsel. They would not do that. Um, and Mr. Martin and Ms. 
Law and Ms. Whitback are unpaid. Um, I don't, she, she honestly believes that it was John, uh, I beg your pardon, Mr. Dillon, who sent those emails to her employer. It sent her over the edge. She, um, after that happened, her new, her livelihood all of a sudden is threatened. Um, this man that she thought maybe she had left behind now is affecting her current work, uh, trying to get away. She's trying to keep her distance. And all of a sudden these emails come. Yeah, she's afraid. And then she comes and tries to, uh, well, not tries, she succeeds in obtaining a temporary um, stocking injunction. And we can question her. Did you not know that there was going to be an evidentiary hearing? Did you not know? Um, how come you didn't put that out there? She didn't go to law school. She's a lay person. She uses the resources that are available to her, just as they are available to any one of us or any of our family members when something like this happens. A lot of us um, don't protect. I mean, it's set up so that a lay person can get that stocking injunction uh, on a temporary basis to, to, to fill out the paperwork. But the court stuff is amazing. Um, it, it's, it's something that they do. No, she didn't go hire a lawyer to do it, and she doesn't need to do that. When a hearing is requested, she retained counsel. Now, there does seem to be some kind of misunderstanding, um, and maybe I get it, and I'm going I'm to assume that counsel gets it. But for her, she doesn't understand, and did not understand, that this, this new lawsuit, she thought there was a countersuit. She testified she thought there was a countersuit. Um, she filed that complaint with the federal, uh, with the U.S. District Court pro se. Uh, she's not a lawyer. Um, she just knows what she heard. She thought that is what was coming. And I think it's a, a really hard push to convince anybody that she just did this to, to get back at Mr. Dillon. If she had wanted to do that, she had months months on social media to to say nasty horrible things and she did not has she talked about her experience and her story yes she has um, individuals who live out there in the social media world uh, i don't understand it but these individuals do and, and that's where they tell their story and that's where they operate and your honor i think she has met the requirements we've produced the evidence um, showing that Mr. Dillon has intentionally and knowingly engaged in a course of conduct, all those different contacts, sending emails to her employer, and State, and State v. Miller very clearly says that is evidence of stalking behavior, uh, and at a specific person, which is her, uh, and that he knew or should have known that that course of conduct would cause her fear um, or to suffer emotional distress. It can't be said that he didn't understand that that would happen. He's, he's watched her cry. He watched her respond and sob when uh, he, he outed her. Uh, you know, as, as I think that her circumstances, who she is, and as a woman, it's not uncommon um, to be accepting of when, when others, uh, particularly men that we respect, and have a position of authority over us uh, to, to just kind of, okay, okay, um, there we go. And, and in her circumstances. Counselor, I've heard enough. Uh, thank you. My ruling on the uh, directed verdict. Okay. So I am, uh, Counselor, I am going to 
uh, as I stated before, deny the motion for a directed verdict. Uh, the petitioner has uh, put on sufficient evidence so that I could reasonably uh, find that the respondent engaged in a course of conduct. I now have to, of course, um, review all of, uh, all of the evidence that's presented, review uh, and weigh each piece of evidence and resolve any uh, discrepancies and, and conflicts uh, in that evidence. Uh, so I am going to deny your motion for a directed verdict. As far as uh, any uh, witnesses or any additional evidence that you'd like to present, uh, counsel, uh, do you choose to uh, put on any evidence? Yeah, Other yes, than what, what's been admitted? Yes, Your Honor. Uh, we're going to call John Dillon to the stand. Okay. And, uh, and so just uh, Mr. Uh, Dillon, before you take the, the stand, uh, do you, I know we've been going nonstop since pretty much 9 o'clock. Do you need a short break before or does uh, the petitioner need a short break before uh, we start? Okay. All right. I'm okay, thank okay. you. Go ahead. Major Hampton. She's always right at the evidence you should give this kind of truth the whole truth and that's the Mr. Delin, can you state your name for the record? John Delin. Can you spell your last name? D-E-H-L-I-N. What is your position at Open Stories Foundation? I'm the executive director and the podcast host, and I'm on the board. You know we're here to, today to talk about Miss um, Camp um, and her employment with OSF. Um, have you had any communications with her since she was terminated? Yes. When, when did you communicate with her? Around February 10th. I sent an email and a video in an attempt at reconciliation. And, and that email occurred before her September 11th, 2002 request to the board for no contact. Is that right? Correct. Um, following that September 11th, 2022 no contact request, have you directly contacted Ms. Camp? No. Have you directed anyone else to, to contact Ms. Camp? No. Have you attempted to communicate with her in any way following the 2000, September 11th, 2022 no contact request? No. Uh, have you ever contacted her new employer? Never. I did not even know who her employer was uh, at, uh, when I received the stocking injunction. That was the first time I had ever even found out who her employer was. I had no way of knowing who her employer was, and I did not know. Prior to receiving that stocking um, injunction, had you asked anybody else to find out Never. who her employer was? Never. Not a single person ever. Had you asked any anyone to contact her employer on your behalf? Never. I would never do that. Um, do you know who sent her employer emails? I have no idea. No, that I had nothing to do with that in any way, and I don't know anyone who did. Um, we also heard testimony earlier today about RFM and that he has posted and commented about Ms. Camp, correct? Yes. Um, who is RFM to you? He is a, uh, a friend and he is sort of a co-podcaster in the space that, in which I podcast. 
Did you and, have, and we have, I and we have sought his legal advice in the past, uh, you know, as part of the OSF. Did you ever ask RFM to, to publish your defamation complaint against Ms. Camp? No. Do you control what RFM posts on social media? No. In fact, sometimes I wish I did. Do you in any way control what he talks about on his podcast? No. Um, have you asked, have you spoken to anybody about Ms. Camp since her termination? Sorry, would you repeat the question? Have you spoken to any third parties about Ms. Camp since she was terminated from OSM? Yes. Um, in, in what way have you spoken to, to third parties about her? So, um, anytime there's either a cancellation of a podcast guest who's scheduled or a donor, um, I have the practice of asking why they canceled. So we had a particular a friend and podcast a guest scheduled to be interviewed on Mormon Stories podcast, and she mysteriously uh, canceled uh, without an explanation. So I was able to get a hold of her and ask why she canceled. And what she told me is that she attended a weekend retreat in September with Jen Camp, where she became aware that Jen Camp was telling people at that retreat that I. Um, uh, acted in some way abusive or inappropriate uh, with her in the workplace. So that was, that was, and so my only response that I recall was to say that the, the evidence doesn't align with, with Jen's story and that we would, um, we would be, you know, pursuing that. In addition, I've had several donors cancel their donations because of Jen's defamatory videos that she's continually posted. What's the legal basis, counsel, for your objection? Uh, the use of the word defamatory, I think it has a legal definition. It, that doesn't prevent him from, from saying it's testimony. All right. Overall. So, um, several donors who cancel their donations because of what I believe are defamatory um, um, videos that, that Jen has uh, continually produced on the internet. Um, when asking those donors why they canceled, they they told me that it was because of Jen's defamatory videos. And in that case, I, I only uh, just said, I, I hope you'll wait to hear the evidence um, if and when it comes out. What did you do in response to learning about the, the allegedly defamatory comments that Ms. Camp has made about you following her termination? I'm sorry. Will you, will you repeat? Sure. In response to learning that, that Ms. Camp has allegedly made defamatory comments about you, what did you do in response to that? So with legal counsel, we contacted uh, her legal counsel at the time and requested that she take those videos down. And then um, what did you take any other legal action following that? Um, after, uh, after she continued to post what I believe are defamatory videos, then we filed um, a, a lawsuit, a defamation lawsuit. Let me ask you a little bit. You heard testimony about a live stream, correct? Miss um, yes. Camp said that you, you logged on to her live stream. Do you remember that testimony? Yes. 
Did you, in fact, log on to her live Instagram live um, on February 12th, I believe was the day? So not intentionally. Uh, Instagram notified me that a new video had come out. Jim was posting a weekly video to Instagram where she would regularly mention me and the OSF in her weekly Instagrams. So I, um, when, when uh, Instagram notified me that a new video was up, I went into the video thinking that it was just a video posted. When I noticed that it said John has entered the chat, I realized that it was a live stream and not an actual video, and I immediately exited the live stream. How long would you estimate you were in the live stream? 10 seconds, maybe 15. You heard Ms. Camp testify earlier today that um, after she saw you appear, she, she typed to the audience, does anyone know how to block him? Do you remember seeing that? No, I didn't see any. I didn't see any reaction of hers on the Instagram to me to me entering the live stream. I left before there was any reaction. I saw that it said John entered the chat, and I said, "Oh, this is a live stream," and then I left. She also testified that she stated in the live stream, "Mr. Dillon, please get off." Do you remember seeing that I or hearing before that? I heard any communication about me? Uh, she also said that she blocked you to get you off. Is that how you got off that live stream? No, I left voluntarily. Let me ask you a few questions. I never planned to enter a live stream. Thank you. Um, you heard a lot of testimony this morning about the abuse allegations involving Ms. Camp, correct? Yes. Um, did you expose Ms. Camp's childhood abuse on Mormon stories? That's not how I would frame it. How would you frame it? I would frame it that she disclosed her abuse first um, in the Christine Burton episode, that she had uh, talked to me and others about her abuse uh, in July. The whole reason that we scheduled to do an interview with her for the podcast in August was because she wanted to tell her abuse story. So she had told me about her abuse privately and she disclosed it in the women's panel as well. And so, uh, so uh, yeah. What do you recall her disclosing in the women's panel in particular, in terms of her abuse? That she was abused as, as a kid. And do you remember whether or not she wanted that particular podcast to be aired or not aired? She wanted it to be aired. Do you, do you recall any conversations in particular about her wanting it to be aired? Yes, and I believe we showed the, the screenshot of a Slack message where she's saying, hey, should we show it this week? It, to me, indicating that, that she was um, wanting to share it. And had you had any prior conversations with Ms. Camp about interviewing her about her abuse in particular? And that might have been what you were talking about in Mango S1. Yes, yeah, yeah. She told, she told me privately that she had been abused and that she wanted to discuss that on her podcast in August. And that was the main reason we scheduled uh, the podcast for August, for her to tell her abuse story. And she even provided an outline, if I remember right, talking about her, her abuse in the outline prior to the podcast being recorded. John, can you can you explain to the court a little bit how um, the allegations that Ms. Camp has made against you have affected you and your family? Um, I'm, 
I'm not a crier, so I, I won't, you know, um, all I can say is to be accused of sexual harassment uh, and abuse, not just of one person, but of 20 people, and to have that shared publicly, it's, it's, uh, it's terrifying. Uh, I'm not sleeping. Um, it's terrifying for my wife. It's terrifying for my adult children to be told that their dad's being accused of sexually harassing 20 women when there's no basis for that at all. It's, um, it, it makes me feel depressed. It makes me feel um, in despair. Uh, it makes me feel terrified that uh, I could lose my job, that I could, um, uh, that the good work that, that the, the Open Source Foundation and others have done to try and help people, that that is all gonna be destroyed by, literally by just false allegations someone makes on the internet. It's, it's horrific. I can't even describe how horrific it is to be accused of such things publicly with no basis. Thank you, John. Let me ask you one other thing. On, this, on the September 10th text that you sent to Ms. Camp, did you send that in any way to threaten or intimidate her? Which one? The September um, 10th, 2022 no. text. No, if you watch the video or if you read the email text, I, I spent probably the first 15 or 20 minutes of that video apologizing and owning up to all my mistakes in, the, in our, my time with Jen. If you watch the video, that's what you'll see. And then I go and just recount my memory and then I, of, of how our time was together. And then I end by saying I would love to reconcile. I, uh, the intent was to reconcile. And that's why the email said reconciliation, if I recall correctly. And, and we've talked about that's been your only direct communication with Ms. Camp since she was terminated, right? Yes, and I'm aware of no uh, do not contact um, request by Jen prior to September 11th. And have you ever, ever since she's terminated, have you taken any other actions in an effort to threaten or intimidate Ms. Camp? No, I, I wish her well. Uh, I wish her family well. I would never want to hurt her or anyone in her family. I certainly not want to hurt her job. And I, I've tried to, I've tried to bend over backwards. People email me and ask what happened with Jen. I just don't answer. People make comments. I, I delete them. People try to create scandal in the Facebook groups about Jen. I delete the posts as frequently as I can. I've never mentioned her on the podcast by her own admission today. Um, and I've done everything I could to never ever bring her up in any way in any shape or form. Thank you, John. No further questions, Your Honor. Thank you. Counsel, any cross and uh, please limit cross-examination to only the direct testimony. Uh, uh, and the, most of the direct testimony pertains to his lawsuit for defamation against Ms. Um, so probably will be limited. Um, Mr. Dolan, hello. Uh, if I heard you right, I understand that you're very upset 
Um, you're worried for your family, you can't sleep, you're not a crier. Um, you're worried about your business, you might lose your job, all because of what you perceive to be untrue statements made by my client. Is that correct? Did I hear right? Mm, I, I, can I just say I heard what you just said? That's a lot for me to, to process. say yes or no. Okay, okay. Um, and uh, I think you indicated that... Can I just say, yeah, I will say yes, that when when people say defamatory things about you that are untrue online, it's devastating. In, in every oh, I, I agree 100%. And I think that um, pe people have their right to feel that way. Uh, I did want to ask you, you, when you started to your testimony, you mentioned that you had sent communication on February 10th. That's not correct. It's September 10th. Or September Thank 11th? You. Thank you. I, I All right. September 10th. Trying to fix it, but I wanted to, to, to make sure. September 10th, yeah. All right. Uh, have you had the opportunity? Um, have you reached out and with your spouse uh, and met with individuals, uh, for example, maybe a Stephanie Larson, uh, about Miss Camp? So when, when Donna Showalter canceled her um, appearance okay. and I and I asked her um, to tell me what had happened then um, and I didn't I didn't I didn't get a, a clear answer I knew that that Don and I had a friend in common so I just asked Stephanie if she um, so I did ask Stephanie if she would um, see if Donna would reach out to me and help me understand what happened because I wasn't hearing from Donna. And so Donna did reach out and we did have a text exchange and Stephanie helped make that happen. Okay, so you have had communications then about Ms. Camp with others who may listen to your podcasts. I don't know what to call them. Objection mischaracterizes prior testimony. Have you had a conversation? counsel, he did, he, the, from what I understood it, his contact with Stephanie was an attempt to find out why the guest canceled. Um, and do you know a Donna Angel? That's Donna Schulter. Sorry, I'm Oh, a Donna Angel, and they're the same. Yes. Okay. And would you be surprised if Donna reached out to Miss Camp about your conversation? No. Okay. Um, I do have one question about, I saw that you were running the video, uh, up popped a video that I think that you saw made Miss Camp very upset. Um, why did you do that? The numbering on the videos is slightly different than the numbering that are being submitted to the court. So I clicked on the number that I was that I heard that corresponded with the number that the video was numbered. Okay, and that was a was that was that Miss Camp's one of her four podcasts about her story that you brought up? Is that what that was? I think that was the women's panel. Okay. All right. I don't have any further questions. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Anything else, counsel? No, no, no. Okay. Uh, thank you.
Counsel, is this a witness excuse? You're not going to call him, right? No? Okay. Yes. He's excused. Uh, any other witnesses? Counsel? Uh, yes, Your Honor. We're going to call Mr. Clint Martin to the stand. Okay. Let me just go get him from outside. Okay. <coughs> Thank you, sir. Please approach so that uh, my clerks can swear you in. Do you solemnly swear that the evidence you should give in this matter should be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Have a seat, sir. Come up here. Yes. Good afternoon, Mr. Martin. Um, would you please state and spell your name for the record? Clint Martin, C-L-I-N-T-M-A-R-T-I-N. What is your position with Open Stories Foundation? Board member. Do you know Ms. Camp? I do. How do you know Ms. Camp? Uh, from our interactions on the OSF. What, was there a time during which she was employed by the Open Stories Foundation? Uh, I would guess approximately from January of 2022 to approximately September of 2022. Do you remember the date that she was terminated? Uh, my best recollection would be September 2nd, 2022. Uh, have you had any communications with her since she was terminated? Uh, yes. When did that occur? Um, I guess the last interaction would have been a text message I believe was received on September 10th. It was a group text where she requested no further contact from Mr. Delan or any of us. Had you ever seen a request made like that previously from Ms. Camp? No. Do you think you'd remember if she had made a request like that before? I would. Why is that? Um, I mean, I guess the, the last interaction that we had um, in the board meeting, she said that she really enjoyed working for the OSF, that she thought that her and John were a great team. Um, so that would have been kind of the last signaling before that. So, so other this, than this request on September 10th, are you aware of anybody else contacting Ms. Camp on your behalf? No. Um, what about through counsel? Um, yes, I believe that through counsel, uh, we worked back and forth with her attorney and then after her attorney was no longer in the picture, um, I believe our counsel has contacted her. And what was the purpose for contacting Ms. Camp at that time? My understanding was to um, ask her to take down some defamatory videos. And did she do that? Um, maybe yesterday. So, but did she do that when she was requested to take them no. down? No. And did you, did you, 
Open Stories Foundation engaged counsel to pursue a lawsuit against Ms. Camp because of those defamatory videos? We did. When was that filed? My best recollection is February 7th, 2023. Okay. While Ms. Camp was employed by Open Stories Foundation, did she ever contact the board to report any misconduct by Mr. Dolan? Uh, prior to the situation that we're discussing today? So, so well, yes, let's open up. When, when, if ever, did Ms. Camp ever contact you to report any misconduct by Mr. Dillon? So, um, it would have been a call on September 25th that she called me. Is it September 25th or? August 25th. Okay, just Sorry. wanted to make sure because yeah, right. <laughs> there are a lot of dates going I around know. here. I know, right. Sorry, and I don't have any notes, so I'm just using my memory the best I can. So she contacted you on August 25th. That's the first contact you had with her about any reports of misconduct by Mr. Dillon. That's right. Okay, um, and what was she complaining about that day? Um, that Mr. Dillon had asked her to come in uh, to work when it was going to be a work from home day. Did she raise anything else with you at that time? No. Okay. Did you attend the August 30th board meeting? I did. What did she raise as her concerns during that board meeting? Uh, essentially the same thing. That it was a bad day for her, that you know, all the reasons why it wasn't good for her to come in, why it was unjust, that she should be required to come in to work on that day. How, how long was that board meeting? Approximately an hour and 45 minutes. And how much of that meeting did Ms. Ms. Camp talk? Um, guesstimating 60 to 65% of that meeting. Um, did she raise any other concerns about Mr. DeLynn during that board meeting? She did not. Did she, did she say anything about her prior interactions with Mr. DeLynn? Uh, not outside of, no. Did, did she say how she felt about working with Mr. DeLynn? Um, at that point, she said that she loved working for the USF and she loved working with Mr. DeLynn and that they made a great team. Did Mr. DeLynn raise any concerns during that meeting? He did. What were his concerns? Um, he raised multiple concerns and of course you could review the video and see them. Um, some of the concerns that come to mind is that she, he felt that she had used um, privileged payroll information to extort raises. Um, and, uh, you know, and that, and that made him uncomfortable. Anything else that he raised as a concern um, in that board meeting? You know, poor job performance. Well, did he say anything about her attitude? Um, that at times in the past that maybe she had been difficult to work with and he was uncomfortable. Was that the first time he had raised those concerns with you? We had spoken with, I had spoken with him on several occasions over the previous months. Did she say anything at that board meeting about the meeting that she'd had with Mr. DeLynn on August 25th? She did. What did she say about that meeting? Um, the way she portrayed it was that, um, that John was threatening her, he was standing up and was being aggressive, and that she was scared and afraid. Did you have a chance to watch that board meeting? I did after that time, but not. Or sorry, not the board meeting, the meeting on August 25th. Yes, yes. I had not previously watched it, so I didn't have that knowledge at the time we were in the meeting, the board meeting. Did you watch the whole thing? Yes, I did. Um, Your Honor, I'm going to move to admit the, the board meeting from August 20, or sorry, 
from August 30th, 2022. I don't want to play the entire thing here. Right. I've played some clips before, but um, because that's become a focal point of this, I think it's important that the court have that as evidence. Okay, and is that one of the attachments, counsel? Yeah, I believe it was provided to you in the first or second email. In the first email, um, I believe it was item number four. Okay, I see it. And that's a YouTube video, it looks like? Yes. Okay. Any objection? No. Okay, so it's, it's received as exhibit, and remind me we're on exhibit. I believe number nine. Uh, hold on, Your Honor. Number 10, it looks like. Uh, I have 11. I have 10 as the RFM um, with the comment by Jim. Okay, Jim. that's right. Okay, so it's number 11. Thank you. Um, did you reach any conclusions after you viewed that video? The video of the uh, discussion that... The August twenty, uh, the video of the August twenty fifth meeting. Yes. What conclusion did you did you reach? The conclusion that I came to is that Miss Camp had misrepresented what that inter interaction looked like in in our board meeting. How so? Um, I felt like Mr. Delenn actually stayed quite calm. I felt like she was the aggressor and that she, um, frankly, exhibited some pretty severe insubordination um, in that meeting. Thank you. Your Honor, I'd like to also move to admit as respondents exhibit number 12, the video of the August 25th meeting. It's also a lengthy video, but I do think it's important for the court to see the, the interaction between Mr. Delenn and Ms. Camp. And is that in your first video or your second? That was in the first email. I'm not sure you I mean, your first email or second. I, I see one from 223. Oh, you know what, it looks like maybe that, was it in the email? No. Oh, it looks like I may forgotten to attach that to the email. I can provide it to If you the can court. provide it to the court. Yeah. Any objection to the I, August 25th? Hold on a minute. Video. What video are we talking about exactly? The August the 25th. August 25th. Meeting. Oh, the August 25th meeting. I thought that no. was already. No, we're talking about the August 30th board meeting. No. I we're talking about the no. video between, I thought we were talking about the video between the um, petitioner and respondent that Mr. Martin went back to see. Is that what? I thought that had, I, I thought that had been admitted as well. That's already been admitted. That, that, that's, that's the board meeting. Was that produced? Okay. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not sure I saw that. Oh, okay. And um, her email, let me. I thought that was, okay, I'm confused. I thought that exhibit uh, 11 was, okay, with the, okay, so, so, right, so it was the August 25th video. Are we all on the same page? That's what I have written down there. Okay. For which one? For, uh, I have written down Exhibit 11, video of August 25th meeting with John and Jen. Okay. okay. No, that was supposed, I think that was the board meeting of August 30th is supposed to be. Because I don't recall okay. seeing any meeting of Mr. Delenn and Ms. Camp from the 25th. Okay. I, that was, Did you email it to me? That was not attached to the okay. email okay. that so I sent. Okay, so yes, I would so, object. Okay, that, that's fine, Your Honor. It's not necessary. I think we have enough testimony, testimony about what occurred during that meeting. Um, did you, after observing that meeting, watching the entire thing, 
Did you think that Mr. DeLynn had done anything that be, could be construed as intimidating or threatening? I did not. In all of the interactions that you've witnessed between Mr. DeLynn and Ms. Camp, have you ever seen him act in a manner that was threatening or intimidating? I have not. And you testified that, um, that, that Ms. Camp was sued based on her defamatory statements on February 7th. Is that correct? That's correct. When did she? When did she? When did you become aware of the stalking injunction? Uh, that is a great question. Um, was it after the the complaint had been filed? Yeah, it was after the complaint. Great. Right. In Mexico, so I'm not exactly sure. I wasn't watching emails. Thank you, Your Honor. No further questions from me. Any call? Yes, Mr. Martin. Hi. Hi. I'm Trevor Washburn. I am helping Ms. Kemp today. And is there a binder sitting there by you? Mm, I don't see one. Did you bring it up? May I approach the witness, Your Honor? Sure. Okay. Well, let's take a look at Exhibit A. Do I need my glasses? Uh, yeah, I need them too. Okay. So, um, and it would be page one, two, three, four, four pages. Um, are you part of the OSF team? Uh, I am not copied on this email, so no. Or okay. I'm not, I'm unsure about that. Okay, so it is the. Um, so have you take a look at that and tell me if you've ever seen that before? I've seen it, but I don't believe that I'm copied on this. I think this may come from like a Slack channel, and I may actually be a member of that Slack channel, but I probably don't log on and look at the messages. Okay. So, all right. And so, as you're looking at that, um, one, two, if you look down at the the third paragraph on that, can you read that for me? And I, and I know you're not the author. I want the, where it says I want to publicly yes. apologize. Mm -hmm. I want to publicly apologize to Jen for losing my temper. Jen, you didn't deserve any of that. I am so so sorry. Okay. Do Do you know um, who maybe wrote this? Well, I can look at the top and see that it was uh, John Delin. Okay. So I'm gonna surmise that it was him. Okay. So why did Mr. Delin feel it necessary to publicly apologize when? He did nothing inappropriate during that meeting that you told us about. Objection. Would you rather that I speculate or because I wouldn't know why? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, if, if in fact nothing awful happened uh, as you testified, why? I've, I'm going to retract my question. Uh, okay, next I want to ask you, um, are you a volunteer board member? I am. Okay. Do you Are you also employed by the OSF in any capacity? Okay, so are you present all the time? No. Okay, um, are you present, were you Were you present a majority of the time um, when Ms. Camp and Mr. Dillon would have been in, together in any space? No. Okay, thank you. Anything else, counsel? Just, just one question. In watching the August 25th video between Mr. Dillon and Ms. Camp, did you see anything where it appeared that Mr. Dillon lost his temper? Based on um, the heat that Ms. Camp brought, and by that I mean the intensity that she brought to the conversation, she was obviously very angry, and even as she walked to the door, she verbally attacked him. I think that he remained, he stayed remarkably calm in the face of that. 
was my perception after watching the fourth. It's about a 45 minute video if I remember. And, and there was nothing where you saw him actually losing his temper? No, no. Great. So the way that she had described it in the board meeting was not the way that I interpreted it. Thank you. No further questions. Thank you. Sorry, you're excused. Oh, thank you. Leave the binder up here or bring it Yeah, you just do Council, I need to clarify just so that because of the confusion, Exhibit 11 was that the video for um, August 25th or? I or think, was that the 30th? I think that was supposed to be the August 30th board meeting. Okay. Okay, and then, so that was, that's exhibit 11. 11. So, yeah. I think, I got the August 30th and then the August 25th. Mm -hmm. Council, anything else? Well, one more witness, Your okay. Honor. Ms. Carrie Whitbeck. I thought somebody had a meeting at 1. It, it got pushed back. Oh. Yeah. Did it? I'd like to call to the stand Ms. Carrie Whitbeck. Uh, Ma'am, please approach and then uh, we're going to swear you in. Please raise your right hand. Do you solemnly swear that the evidence you shall give in this matter shall be the truth, the whole truth, and not the other truth? I do. Will you please have a seat? Good afternoon, Ms. Whitbeck. Can you please state your full name and spell it for the records? Carrie Whitbeck. Carrie is K-E-R-I. Whitbeck is W-I-T-B-E-C-K. Thank you. Um, what is your position with Open Stories Foundation? I am a member of the board. Do you know who Ms. Camp is? I do. How do you know Ms. Camp? Um, I We hired her last year. Um, and she worked at OSF while I was on the board. Do you know when she was terminated from OSF? Yes, last September. Have you had any communications with her since she was terminated? Um, I was on one group text that she sent. Do you remember what the nature of that group text was? Um, yes, she said, basically, please tell John not to contact me um, anymore. And I, that's the first I'd heard of that, so. He should have never made that request previously. No. no. Okay. And would it have surprised you if she had made that request previously? Yeah, definitely. She acted like she, last I heard, she loved her job. Thank you. Um, and since that communication, have you had any communications with Ms. Camp? No. Um, while she was employed by Open Stories Foundation, 
Did she ever contact the board to report any misconducts by Mr. DeLynn? No. What about on August 25th? She, um, yes. Well, she um, called a meeting because she told us that she'd had an interaction with him that she wasn't happy about. Do you remember what the nature of that interaction was? Um, he had, um, John had called her in to work on a, what she understood as a work at home day. She was upset about that. Um, she'd had other plans that day. She said she wanted 24 hours notice to come in. Um, and then when she came in, the interaction she had with him was contentious and it scared her and so she wanted to tell us about it. Did, so did she ever raise any concern about Mr. DeLynn prior to that August 25th date? No, that was the first I'd ever heard of anything. And did you attend the August 30th board meeting? Yeah. Um, did she raise any concerns other than what you've already discussed during that board meeting? No, it was mostly about getting called into work and then also that they got into a disagreement when she came in. Um, how much of that meeting would you say that, that Ms. Camp talked? Um, most of it, three quarters at least. Do you recall how long that meeting was? Almost two hours. Um, and is there anything, did she discuss with you during that meeting about her interactions with Mr. DeLynn prior to August 25th? Just in general, like general office that interaction? How she felt working with him. She said they made a great team. Um, she seemed to like her job. She was just upset about getting called in. That seemed to be the big issue. Have you had a chance to review the video of the meeting between her and Mr. DeLynn on yes. August 25th? I did. Did you watch the whole thing? I did. And did you reach any conclusions after you watched that video? Um, I concluded that she had misled me on what had happened. Um, when I, during the meeting, she was pretty emotional and I led me to believe she said she didn't feel safe and that he was aggressive and standing up and sitting down and making gestures that were intimidating to her. And let, just to clarify, are you talking about during the August 30th meeting? That's yes. what she said? She okay. was referring to the August 25th meeting. Okay, great. During Thank the you. August 30th, she's telling us about that. Um, so when we watched the August 25th video, it, it, it wasn't anything like that from my, my opinion. Did you, did you see anything that Mr. DeLynn did during that video that could be construed as intimidating or threatening? In all of the interactions that you've witnessed between Mr. DeLynn and Ms. Camp, have you ever seen him act in a manner that was threatening or intimidating? Those are all my questions. Thank you. Uh, Ms. Washburn's going to see if you have questions. Hi. Good afternoon, Ms. Webback. My name is Kimberly Washburn, and I'm here Ms. Camp. Um, thank you for being here and waiting. Yeah. Uh, can, there is a binder there. If you would not mind, please, um, taking a look at Exhibit B. Okay. And, and I know it's faint. Um, you're, you testified that you are a member of the Board of yes. Directors. Uh -huh. uh, are you paid or are you a volunteer? Volunteer. Okay. Um, are you required to know the policies and procedures of the Board? Yes. Of the OSF? Uh -huh. Okay. Uh, that first page there, um, have you seen that before? I have. Okay. The second page, have you seen that before? Yes. 
Okay. And half of that third page. Yeah. Okay. And then I want you to skip the next page. And then we're at a page at the top. It says, after the board meeting, in parentheses, John attended against policy, in parentheses. Do you see that? On this page, the, te the text. <coughs> <coughs> which, which exhibit are you referencing? It is Exhibit B, um, Petitioner's Exhibit B. <coughs> okay, and which part did you ask? I'm sorry. Um, can you take a look at those? And my sorry, my Exhibit B doesn't have any text. What? So the Exhibit <laughs> B Council. It was just, a, we, just, we had this discussion that we were going to only admit the policy because foundation had not been laid for the two pages with texts. And I'm laying it now. I'm sorry, I don't. I'm sorry. There you go. Thank you. Um, if you take a look at those, uh, what do you see there? Can you tell me what that looks like? Does it look like text messages? Yes. Okay. Um, are you a party to those text messages? Yes. Okay. Um, do you see in there, I believe it's second column where you say, wait a minute, this looks like you're talking about sexual harassment. Uh -huh. or, yes. Okay. So where did you get those text messages from? I'm assuming, wait, hold on, let me start again. <laughs> Your participation in that text chain. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And you noticed that there was highlighting on the sexual harassment policy. Right. Right. Um, and when did you receive the text messages from Ms. Camp? This was um, a couple hours after the end of the board meeting. Okay. So, but you, do you acknowledge that you received? Yes. Okay. And did you just testify that she had never talked to you or given you any kind of indication well, of a complaint? Prior to, during her whole work time at work there, she hadn't. But after the board meeting, she said that. Was she still employed after the board meeting? Yeah. Okay. And I think you testified that she just left her job. Is, or did I misunderstand? That she left her job? Did you say she left her job? I don't think so. No. Okay, so, you I did. so you were aware she was yes. terminated. Okay, and did you participate in that decision? Yes. And was that decision made after um, you received notification of her? The decision to terminate her? I'm not, I don't want you to tell me why you terminated her, because I don't want to open that can of worms. The decision was made before this, if that's what you're asking. Okay, so you, you're telling me you made the decision after the board, immediately during the board meeting? Or right after the board meeting? Pretty much right after the board meeting. Okay. The board meeting, yeah. Okay, but did you continue to communicate with Miss um, Camp? Yes. Did you continue to, when Mr. Dillon reached out and said, well, can she go ahead and work on this? Uh, did you say, yeah, she can go ahead and work on that? Um, there are text messages about that too. Probably. Okay. I, mean, she, I know Jen, I know she refused to do any work, but All right. I don't remember what my response was. I know John offered and she said no. Okay, and, and did you authorize that she would continue to be paid? That's not up to me to authorize. Them. Okay, not as the board. That who's who makes that authorization? Um, I guess John. Mr. Dillon doesn't have anything to do with. Okay, all right. Um, that's all I have. Thank you very much. Uh, other than I'd move to admit 
that page of exhibit B, which is the last, I'm sorry, the last page of exhibit B. So the, not the second to last, but the last one where Correct. it's headed? Okay. I think the second to last is in some, some other place, but yeah. So uh, she laid foundation, so I will uh, receive it. Okay. And so this is a plaintiff, oh, this is just as part of exhibit B? B. Okay. Last page. Of, uh, thank you. Thank you. Sorry, just a few more questions, Ms. Beck. I'm going to, Ms. Whitbeck, let me continue to ask you questions about this petitioner's Exhibit B. Um, after the board meeting, is that when you watched the video related to the August 25th yes. meeting? Great, thank you. And um, when this text was sent to you much later, it says, it, it sounds like you were confused about what Jen was sending. Is yes. that correct? Yes, because she just sent screenshots of the policy with no text. There was, it was so I didn't know what what it was. Okay, and then do you ask her for an explanation? I did. And after reading that explanation, did you understand that she was making a complaint against against Mr. Delin? No, I, I, I just thought I didn't. I was confused. I honestly didn't know what the point, what she was trying to tell me. So. Mm -hmm. It, um, it looks like she's saying something about some communications he had with another employee. Right. And, and she said that she had made a joke that she felt bad about looking back. But I didn't under, to me, I didn't understand that related to the policy because it, it didn't make sense to me. Okay. And after you received these texts, what, what did you do with them? Um, let me ask it a different way. Did you do anything to follow up on the substance of these texts? We asked John about them, um, and he gave us his, some of his points. Okay, and did you ask, and after talking to him, did you have any concerns about anything that was in these texts? Um, we, well, we got some clarification from him, and then I know Clint tried to call Jen a couple times to ask her about it, but from what I understand, she never picked up. So she never responded to no. any attempts to contact her about this cryptic test. Right. Okay. Thank you. Those are all my questions. Thank you. You're excused. Council, any more witnesses? No, Your Honor. Okay, so you rest? Okay. Yes. Uh, so, Council, I, I don't need closing arguments uh, on this issue. So I um, do intend to issue a ruling. I, as I stated earlier, I have some commitments this afternoon. Typically, I would take a, you know, half an hour to an hour and come back and issue a ruling. Uh, I will commit to issuing a written ruling by the end of today. So I don't want to keep you around um, for the next hour while I, you know, I can't because I have another meeting. But um, I don't want to keep you around just waiting for me to to find time to issue the ruling. Uh, but I will do it before uh, the end of the business day today. I'll just do it, uh, work on it throughout the afternoon. Uh, thank you, uh, and so you should receive that today. Thank, thank you. you, I appreciate uh, both sides' professionalism and the presentation of evidence. Thank you, Your Honor. So we'll you. Recess, Your Honor, I know that you have an obligation, but I need to put on the record that my client would probably like to have the opportunity to rebut the evidence against her. Um, so I would ask that that be allowed. 
I'm not um, going to allow that, counsel. I, I have um, a lot of evidence to go through. I understand. Uh, more enough to for me to be able to make a decision. Thank you. Um, yes, I'm not going to allow that. I, I gave you a full opportunity to present right. uh, your case, to call any witnesses, uh, to admit any exhibits, as I did with the other side. And so I'll make a decision based on what's been uh, presented today. Thank you, So there is the entirety of the four-hour hearing on Jen Camp's petition for a permanent anti-stalking order against John DeLynn. At the end of the evidence, the judge did take it under advisement and was able to issue a written ruling by the end of the day, in which she stated that Jen Camp had failed to prove by a preponderance of the evidence that she was, in fact, stalked by John DeLynn and her case was dismissed. If you want to hear the order from the judge in its entirety, I did read it verbatim in an earlier episode of Radio Free Mormon. Also, the board meeting itself, which is the subject of so much testimony in this hearing, is likewise available at Mormon Discussions, Inc., and you can watch it there in its entirety as well. Well, that's about all for tonight. Until next time, this is Radio Free Mormon, signing off the air.